is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. T.S. Eliot. Very important stuff. Well, welcome back to the Dead Kids of Dirt. And we have whew, quite a journey ahead of us this evening. A couple evenings. How are the Dead Kids doing? We're doing good, man. We're doing good. We're ready for this odyssey that is known as the Stand. What an Absolutely. odyssey it is. Yeah. Absolutely no trespassing of the danger of death. Danger! <laughs> that is no, the terrified. I'm terrified. <laughs> it's interesting, right? Like, this is like one of those things where, you know, we kind of just went through this, but we got out on the other end where the, the weird lab disease gets out and fucking kills everybody. And we just we just kind of had a couple of really weird years because of fucking COVID, in a, in a very similar thing. Yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. There has been connections between this uh, book and COVID. Actually, when it happened, I think uh, someone interviewed Stephen King about the eerie, eerie similarities. And uh, he says, don't worry, I, I, it wasn't a premonition or anything. It was just uh, just an idea for the book. And uh, 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 James, you said uh, how long it took uh, for him to write this again? Ten years, man. This is this this was this was a hell of a an undertaking, you know. It's 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 his biggest single work. Still, it still holds that record. Yeah. It's it's a lot. Directed Uh-oh. by Rick Harris. Yeah. Looks like this Renicop's going around. <laughs> oh, I fucking would too. He knows what just happened. <laughs> I gotta get my my kids out. We gotta go. We gotta go <laughs> fucking now. Did he just get like a a siren or? Yeah, yeah. There was an alert that there was a there was a containment breach. That was a biological uh, weapons lab. Biological warfare is no good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to get himself and the uh, family out, but uh, when you're dealing with things like that, as soon as you hear the siren, it's too late. Yeah, he lives by, he lives by the heat rules of life. You have to. You don't have anything. He can't just run out on immediately. <laughs> oh, and he's military police. Is that what that said? Yeah. 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 But it's the same thing, like, whether it's fucking diseases or nukes, man. The minute you hear the buzzer, it's too late. Like, yeah. he's just making it worse. He's actually going to start transmitting it other places. It seems That's like... Okay. <laughs> he's like, are you okay? I'm going to save my Fuck family. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck your gate. It seems like 
almost there was a point in the I don't, I don't want to say well, possibly late eighties to early nineties. Yeah. Where there was a lot of like made for TV stuff that almost had like a somewhat apocalyptic theme. And yeah. I remember there was like the day after, and I remember there was like a few other made for TV movies. And it seems like this kind of was a, a particular flavor in the moment where this definitely had an apocalyptic flavor oh. to it. And, um, the apocalypse, absolutely. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. So it's funny how it just yeah. kind of had. This apocalypse mentality for a very long time, you know, which, you know, goes back to, you know, almost like the Mayan calendars and all these different calendars that, you know, predict when the end will, is the inevitable and will happen. I mean, who, I'm curious who here would, would flee and who would, I mean, if you know you've got, you know, you, you you know, one of them things, do you you save the world and just kind of take one for the team and stay? What do you try and save your family? It's quite a dilemma. Well, I mean, I mean, that's the irony of the very beginning of this movie is if he uh, had stayed and taken the hit, humanity wouldn't have died off. Self-check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's hard times right there. This was like high, like, this came out at a very timely moment too, because there was like high paranoia for Ebola. My gal, yeah, that, right. that was like early nineties, I think. When yeah, yeah, it was it was high panic that everybody was going to get Ebola and fucking die by bleeding out of their asshole. And then they released this, and it looks a whole lot like somebody's dying by bleeding out of their asshole. And I don't think that have was Ebola alerts all the time. I think it was only like a few years after that where like West Nile virus also became like, you know, something big to look out for as well. Yeah. West Nile, fucking, they, they've all, we've had a million and a half almost plagues. Ebola, H1N1, West Nile, yeah. Fika, whatever the fuck that was. Like, they, they, they try to scare, drum up this kind of scare tactic like every couple of years with something I got else. Back out. <laughs> Angry cow disease, kid. They also say that if you ever changed a cat box and never washed your hands, then that means you have this parasite, and like over half of the United States apparently has it. I've heard eat your brain, doesn't it? Something like that. I remember in train spotting, there was that, there was the, the friend who liked the cat, died from some weird cat disease because he didn't take care of the cat. Yeah. Mm. Oh, real, that movie. Yeah. Oh. thing. That's why the South has to boil, boil all their water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brain-eating parasites, man. I think my personal favorite depiction of parasite doing its worst was in House. When Ooh, yeah. there was a guy who was just lived in unsanitary conditions, and then he, his water source for his weed was birds basically kind of eating in this water. Yeah. And not only did this guy die from it, Foreman almost died from it. To me, that's one of the most horrible depictions of a parasite, what it can do. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. a brain-eating parasite that is a very real thing. Yeah, bug, bu- bugs of both the viral and actual nature are gross. They do gross things. That's, there's mm-hmm. a reason we don't like them. Mm-hmm. Hey, time to get uh, my drink on. Always time to some drink. Grandpa. Goldfish time. Goldfish time. Uh-huh. 
Uh, yeah, hanging out with the boys. Hey, Gary, Gary, Gary. Yeah. I've so, known as Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> I hear he's a good guy. He does a lot for the soldiers and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Gary Sinise is a stand-up guy. He's great. I trash him now on Dead Kids of Barry. we got to rip him apart. That motherfucker. Wait, did you say his last name was Knees? Sinise. Uh, Sinise. Sinise. Oh, okay. I was like, Lieutenant Dan, you got new legs. <laughs> <laughs> this is like just... Was this just before or just after Forrest Gump? I think it was before, but I could be wrong. Oh, uh, what? Before what? Forrest Gump? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it definitely was before Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump was what? 95. 95, I think, was Forrest Gump. Yeah. I think this was 93 or 92. All right, so he was right. he, he hadn't hit like peak. Yeah, this was, this was ninety four actually, but I'm pretty sure Forrest Gump was ninety five. Yeah, so Gary Sinise was still doing primarily TV stuff, and I don't. Yeah, I don't think Gary would have done that. It's, it looks like ninety four, but close enough. It's like Dennis Leary right there. Dying out. I if Gary Sinise told any stories about this movie while filming, talking to Tom Hanks. It's like, yeah, I did this made-for-TV movie right beforehand. A lot of people love Stephen King. He could have talked about it. Tom oh, of Hanks. course. But that's the, that's the appeal of King and what he can do. So it's just amazing. All these I actors mean, and different paths, you know, going on to wonderful successes, you know, seeing what these folks are capable capable of. In their acting. Yeah, King King he's uh it's existential, right? He he does the things that he's launched and the careers that he's launched by having people be in his work over the time over the course of the last fifty years has been it's been astronomical the amount of people that have been involved in King's work. Yeah. And that's also a testament to the casting directors that are, you know, on these films with, you know, bringing them to King and, you know, showing and actually seeing, you know, what these folks are capable of. Yeah. They know, they know what they're doing. For He's sure. Behind the farm. He's so no matter what, farm. you're bringing your A game to a Steve King, you know, production. I mean, whether as, as low as the budget may be, you know. I don't think they were low that often. No, but I mean, but, but I mean, King always had, you know, modest, good, de- decent production. Yeah. You know, making certain things. And so, you know, I think it's just interesting because no matter what, everyone just wanted to work with the guy because he's I, just I, such, so good at what he does as a writer. I, I have to say, this guy has the longest death monologue I've seen in the movie yet. He wants to be a co-star, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm with Gary Sinise. Like, I get... I gotta melt my time. I know I'm dying. I've been dying for the last hour. Ah, oh, now I'm dead. Ah. Cyanide pill to kill himself for real. Just don't waste my death. I'm dying. We'll come back as his zombie and talk even more, probably. That was a pretty good death. Every now and then you see you see some good ones that are realistic. Maybe not now, but sometimes, you know what I mean? Beautiful blue color. I like it. Mm. Heavenly. The blue base. I love the name. The blue base. 
What about the Red Bays? Or the Green Bays? They're there hey, too. maybe they have a football team, the Green Bays Packers. I mean, they're who knows? putting that together because I, I don't think you've ever watched football a day in your life. I mean, the Blue I, Bays, I played they, the football once. No. They call it the Blue Bays, but in reality, it's just the oh fuck, oh fuck, oh shit, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You push that button instead, goddammit. No, there's, the, the Blue Base is a real thing. They're the people that are like, okay, we have an extinction-level event, something really fucking bad happened, or there is a nuke heading at Washington, D.C. Like, they're the people that answer that. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought the Blue Base just took care of blue balls. Of course you did. <laughs> See, I mean, that guy's, this guy's moving. Obviously, he has, like, some problem with his balls Eddie. right now. That's Eddie, dude. You yeah. this guy. Yeah. No, that guy knows that guy knows that they are on the whole as a species fucked. He's not he he's well he's well aware of uh you know the bad times that are about to happen. Yeah. I'm going to just drink myself away in my office while everybody else dealing with the problem. Like, Rescan okay. the Janus. Pretty much. Violence. Very good. Easy. I mean I, I forget if this if the series handles this or not, but this guy punches his own clock. Uh pretty handy. His own clock? Oh really? That's how they end him? Yeah. I appreciate it. Punches that. his cock? What? Punches masturbates on Going this? too crazy too quick, Alex. <laughs> Serious subject. It's suicide. Too early. That's sure Yeah, for the, for those who didn't know what I meant, I meant he commits suicide. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought you meant he just beat his own penis, but okay. God damn. Maybe he went out with a smile. You never know. Hey, hey. He went out with one-eyed Willie. Playing a penis. He was winking. Well, he I mean, honestly, doesn't his head look like a penis right now? A little bit. He did he a bunch of everything. Yeah. yeah, he basically just went on he went on national television and said, there's nothing we can do. Pop! <laughs> <laughs> that's good for morale. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's great. That's that's the message you want to send to the world. Not that he's wrong. He wasn't. But, you know, maybe keep that on the, on the fucking under wraps a little bit. Even on the DL. They take it off camera, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and there's a fucking sneezy McTrench coat. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. Give that double. Yeah. Oh, man, I think he's he got sick. the flu. Yeah, he's got a little bit of... I got a bug. Oh, boy, do you, pal. It comes on. Did anybody actually watch this during COVID times? Journey, no. Take the journey. I watched. Uh, I watched Outbreak. Anybody here get into any uh, weird? You know, I I did outbreak. watch Outbreak during <laughs> COVID. Yeah, I watched Contagion. There you go. I saw Contagion in theaters, but I never really watched it. I was playing the game Plague during COVID, like before COVID, and then during it. Maybe you started it. The board uh-huh. un- unlocked the COVID level. <laughs> and, uh, the the pandemic board game that's a lot of fun. 
Yeah, it's 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 a cousin of the Jumanji board game. You know, just a lot less fun. Yeah, I just really kept myself busy during COVID with exploring new mediums in clay. Um, from Siobhan clays to water-based clays. Yeah. Based clays. And one of my personal favorites now is uh, monster clay. There you go. Clay's donut. You know, man. Was that Joe Bob Briggs? Did we miss a cameo? I think so. It definitely looked like uh, Bob. It was Joe Bob. Yeah. I mean, Nick Garris. It's just, you know, he knows everybody. Oh, he does. Yeah, it's filled. This whole film is filled. Emmy was in this movie, absolutely. Hot horror personalities. Yeah. Even though I would say it stretches the concept that it's a horror movie. More realistic. Well, isn't it a miniseries? Yeah. Yeah, but even by then, by genre, I wouldn't call the stand straight up horror. I would say there's horrific moments. It's supernatural. It's like a supernatural horror. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd base it that, but I could, you know, to each other. But I definitely base it a miniseries. It's I feel like it's too series. long. I think the I think the Stand Brothers, the book of the miniseries, or whatever, it's just too long to maintain a fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good point. They tried to. It's supposed to be though. I assume. Way yeah. too long. Way too long. Way too long. Honestly, I mean, they they give you the and at six hours, they're still giving you the Cliff Notes version of the book. You know what I mean? There's diehard people that love the book too. I'm sure, right? It's a fantastic book. It's just, it's one of those things you read once in your entire life because it's like, why would I put that much time into something ever again? Yeah, you know, it is the quarantine. The quarantine zone. Oh, yeah. I remember those. The crow you have the the Yeah, I I, I gotta say, I I have to believe that whenever they do a Stephen King film that they have like a crow wrangler like on call. Because (laughs) crows pop up a lot in his stuff. It's death. It goes all the way back to Poe. You see a crow, it's death time. Oh, they killed the basketball. Both the Raven Nevermore and such. Well, the basketball had to die. What did it do? It had it coming. Yep, it had no, it, 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 it was it around. You know what? Oh, I need to know. It had it had it, it was in the wrong neighborhood and it had to go down. It just had to go down. It had to go down. Never a good sign when the military shows up. No. No, usually usually in these things the military tends to exacerbate the situation rather than fix it. Yeah. A lot of alpha guys with a lot of guns. The guys that got C's in high school and couldn't fucking get a scholarship to college. That is what our military is. And that's just the generals. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Yeah. Makes, you, makes you a little concerned. <laughs> yeah. I always like those Jeeps. I'd cruise one of them around. I prefer the old school Jeeps to the Hummers. I like I the old school. I, I I like the I like the open top Jeeps. I I've always found that to be more fun when when dealing with military and film. I have a question: Is that guy uh, uh the one who played Elf's dad that's talking to yeah. Gary Sinise? He's in this. Yeah, yeah. that is Elf's dad. Yeah. That's what I thought. 
Alex, good call even with a mask on. Look at you. Um, eyes, man. Yeah, yeah, eyes, the glasses. It's like it's like a dead giveaway. That's right. Yes. You of course know what he's more famous for after Elf. Uh, yeah. Grumpy yeah. old man. Well, TMZ photos of uh, smoking crack and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, he's got something under his belt worse than grumpy yeah. old men, I promise you. He was smoking, <laughs> uh, smoking some grumpy old men, too. You gotta go with me, Lieutenant Dan. I, I think can... you might be an alien life form. That's the kid from Blink-182, it looks like. <laughs> Delange, yeah. Forever and ever. He's an alien guy. In could... my head. Yeah. Can't be stopped. Uh-oh. He's, he's coughing up some blood. Brain tree, Brain tree Texas. Texas. I wonder if that's a real place. I'm sure it is. And I know of a brain tree mass. Me too. Every town has a brain. It's probably like Hillbillyville. They actually have brains on trees. <laughs> well, I do work in the town, and it's a very interesting place. Our brain trees, yeah, something it used to be good. That brain tree is not. I like they have a great theater. They, they, they do have a good theater. For, they have a great theater. I'll give, I'll give brain tree that it has a great theater, but it's a very strange town. Half of it's like insanely rich. The other half of it is dirt fucking poor. It's very weird. <laughs> The Wahlbergs used to live there. They live under it now. <laughs> well, well, the uh, Wahlbergs used to live in the poor side of town. Now they're in the rich side of town. Yeah. So exactly. They still live in Braintree, but they're not living in the same Braintree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've seen all different types of masks that we had during COVID time. You have the basic... And then that dude had like the face shield mask. I'm curious to see what else they have in here that we had recently. Yeah, full blown respirator. Hey, hey, I, I'm mm-hmm. just waiting for them to use the, the, the dirty underwear mask. That was also used. That was fun. I remember that. Putting, yeah, people will go into the stores putting black plastic bags over their heads. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's exactly what'll stop fucking viruses. Makes total sense. That's what I would do. Mm hmm. By the way, there is no Braintree, Texas, but there is a Braintree MD complex in Texas. Oh, oh okay. So Braintree, Texas is fake. Oh, I love the cat screen time. Makes me happy. For, for 35 years, you can live a lie. <laughs> I love those. I love Whenever I see a Camaro from that era right there, I love that look from the 80s there. It, mm-hmm. The beautiful sight in a the film. They look so cool. I, I always love during uh, uh, movies and TV at this time where you have the guy who's supposed to be, like, too cool for school with the sunglasses and mm-hmm. just walking around like, oh, yeah. I'm the cool kid from high school that just never made it. And look at my hair. It's so sexy and greasy. <laughs> That's like Mickey Rourke. Be, be Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke turned this role down. That would have been a great Mickey Rourke role. <laughs> Yeah. Wasn't this like, this was like Mickey, this was like after like Blue this is, Yeah, this is Mickey Rourke during the dark times, man. When yeah. Hollywood wasn't really paying attention. He was a boxer when he was getting, he was friends with Tupac. Remember that? That, yeah. 
Um, I mean, Tupac got fucking iced like a year after this movie came out, so that it's right around that time. Excuse me, ma'am. Can I interest you in some hair gel? Yeah, just touch my neck. You'll get some residue. Yes, yes. Breathe in deep and... Oh my and God. you live longer oh, with this man. Pop my going on. Get on in here. Oh, you're sweaty and dying? Yeah, let's get some skin to skin. Come on. Come on. It's been a while. It's been oh. a while. Oh, speaking of it's been a while, I noticed that the, uh, our little, like, monitor for the movie is mis- misnomered as the stained. The stained. It floats around. <laughs> I, I, I was the sure when the movie scene. started if we were watching that or like footage of a bad man. I, I wasn't sure, <laughs> Behind the wasn't scene, sure yeah. where we were going with this. Studio. Studio stuff. I'm sorry, she's son. I should have raised you better. She's been through you a got lot. too much grease in your hair. Well... He's hey, a smoking cigarette. That's his mother? I mother or aunt or something like that. I don't remember exactly. I'm his, just guessing. Could be his lover, Alex? Could be. I mean, this could be a, a Harry and Maude situation. Yeah. They just have know? sex and he's smoking a cigarette after sex. Or hey, hey, maybe he loves the uh, gum action. You never know. Thanks for the coffee, Mrs. Robinson. Uh, mm. Here's your gum job. Yeah. Hey, just Ooh. remember to take the dentures out this time. Thanks for the gum job, time. lady. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the gum job, lady. <laughs> I like that one, Billy. That'd be a good t-shirt. They call her the gummer. Gummer, she walks down the streets, throws hey, out her Hey, man, time hey, to stop. People she... are dying. You get it where you can. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it's gross. <laughs> Coming soon to NBC. There you go. Gum Lane. Gums. Gum job. Gum. It's the sequel to Jaws no one ever saw. No, it's actually the name (laughs) of the Jaws porno that actually stars Brother Theodore. You're fucking kidding me. That's That's a real thing? It's a real thing. Brother Theodore starred in a porno. Called Gums, which essentially is a Jaws porn parody. It was the first one. So he was a porn dude? Brother Theodore was a porn dude? He, he wasn't acting in it. He was like a, he was like a crazy quit narrator type oh, back of thing. When, back when, yeah, there'd be real, there'd be actors mixed up porn people. What the fuck does porn need a narrator for? It was more like movies back in the day. It would be like a cross between a real movie and then like sex scenes were real. Okay. Bring in like yeah. I just pictured I just pictured Richard Attenborough like <laughs> commentating a sex scene. He's like, now watch as the female human inserts the penis into her throat. Like an Animal Planet type deal. And, yeah, and, she, like and she moves her head back and forth like a Canadian swallow. In the as she works, works it like a little little worm. She's it out like the next terrestrial. It went disgusting. I didn't know what I was listening to. It was going act, 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 and I'm like, oh Jesus! I get I almost got skipped lost there. I'm sorry. <laughs> what happened? You almost won. So we 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 lost the the whole point. <laughs> Vermont disease disease control. control high security center. Yeah, let's focus on that. Yes. Yes. 
Excuse me, but the thing, um, the thing that makes you, this... did you leave leave the test tubes out today? Yeah, that's the thing that makes this really tough. Is like there's so much that needs to be set up, and so many characters that need to be established in these opening hour, if you will. I'll say hour. We'll give it an hour. We'll say hour. That it's just like. Who is that again? Who's this? Who's this? I don't understand. It's only until after, you know, everybody croaks and you see what's really going on that you start to really, like, tie it all together. Yeah. This first hour is just, like, a shitload of dialogue. And you, well, you said... You, you read, got another one dead. <laughs> you read the book, right, you said? Oh, yeah. How long did it take you to read the book, considering how thick it is? Was it something that you were able to almost, like, plow through, or re- or was it, like, something like six months, you know? Which yeah, was- I mean, it didn't take me six months. I no, but it mean, it's six the months book to you probably just would read off and on. It doesn't seem like the type of book you could just... I would, I, when I was reading it, I was plugging about 100 pages a day, give or take. I read pretty fast. Um... But yeah, about a hundred pages a day. It took me like it took me like a month to get to get it all absorbed. Finally, we made it to Maine. You knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, I was waiting. I mean, we were in Texas, we were in Vermont. Now, now we're finally in Maine. Well, that's the interesting. That that's the one of the more interesting parts about this story is that it doesn't just take place in one singular place. Like, most King's stuff is, like, one town, one area. I think this is, this is coast to coast, man. This is, like, you know, Maine to fucking Vegas. King's country. Yeah. There's Bob Yeah. 16 candles. Hey, 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 baby, uh, uh, you want to join my breakfast club? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, baby. Molly should have had a bigger career. She was lined up for big things, and it just didn't quite. She still works, but I don't know. I feel like she would have been uh, like a Jennifer Anderson heights she could be at right now. Personally, I yeah, mean, I, I, I think she's a lot better actress than Jennifer Anderson. I agree with that. By a fucking long shot. Yeah. But unfortunately, she's had some great turns over the last couple of years, too. She's done some really good stuff. She's very, she's not, yeah, she's a solid actress. If memory says correct, I think she's actually a Bostonian. I think she's like from Newton or something like that. Really. Yeah, she's, she's, she's from, she's from, she's, she's a home, she's a hometown girl. I think she stepped out of acting for a little bit and then came back. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. She was basically like, fuck this for a while. Which, fair's fair. You know. Parker, Lewis. Parker Lewis. That is Parker Lewis. Coronemic. Well, that's what it was. Yeah, I was trying to remember what the name was. Yeah, the nerd trying to trying to get with the the uh, good looking girl. I'm intrigued by his glasses. He is. I think this character is so fascinating. Yeah, he is by definition what we would call in modern times a fucking insult. Yeah. Right? Like, he's the nice guy, quote unquote. Yeah. Whose and sole purpose is to get with her, right? And when he can't, when he figures that out, what does he do? Becomes a bad guy. 
Yeah. No, yeah. He is, he is, he is an incel. He is that mentality. He is the nice guy that's really just trying to stoop yeah. the hot redhead. Yeah. Stoop the hot redhead. We're always trying to stoop the hot redhead. Oh, brunette. Oh, not a redhead. Yeah. Right. She's not a redhead in this. No. It's true. She's well, no I'm redhead. Not. She's no red. Yeah. Now I feel targeted. Uh-oh. Hey, ooh, ah. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to feel targeted because right before this, I was listening to nobody. Shut up, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Santino talking to Dana Carvey. Oh yeah, he's talking to poor man. Not mother. what I meant. No. Oh, oh that, that's Doctor Kelso from Scrubs too. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. A good call. They hugged for Come over here, baby, so I can scrub you down. I heard Scrubs was a funny show. It is. Good. I liked it. There was a lot of music in that show, too. That's how I found out who Colin Hay was because of that show. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Fun stuff. The green is so green. Sorry, my connection's kind of like glitchy. It was a chop, but it's alright. It's like, you know, I'll give him this. Like, Garris had an eye for, like, cinematography. Yeah. When it came to this. He's making it look idyllic, dreamlike, vivid color, right? Because this is like the happy place. Yeah. You know, this is the happy place. This is this is uh this is supposed to be like the untouched, at least for now. Yeah. And then you go to the other things, everything's very washed out and ugly. I give him that. Like he 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 had a real good mind for having that di- that visual dynamic to represent the good and the bad. Yeah, he came from the yeah. You know, McGarris is whatever I think of like the the made for TV kind of films. McGarris is right at the top of the pile with like uh Craig R. Baxley is her name is the dude's name. He did like Rose Red, but he also did one of the greatest guy movies of all time, Stone Cold with Brian Bosworth. Fantastic. Fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. No. I love Nugs too. I mean it's like it's just like when we were, when we did Sleepwalkers, man. I mean Garris Knew what he was doing. He, yeah. the, the faults of this film or miniseries are not of Garris's doing. It is inherently just in adapting something so goddamn big and trying to make it work. And you know what? He did the best he could with what he had. Mm-hmm. And there's just parts. It's like any King stuff. There's stuff you just can't put on television. I wonder. That- Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say. I wonder if during production meetings, like if they decided to ever try and go longer with it or go shorter, like how they decided on a six-hour run. I would imagine that that was definitely like the station, the the the, the studio, the 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 company yeah. that called it and said, "No, you get three nights, two out, three two-hour blocks. That's that's what you've got. We're not going longer with it. This is the the." the 
This is a mini series. It's not a limited series. It's not a blah blah blah. This is what it is. Because even by mini series standards, like three nights is a fucking unprecedented. Yeah, this is a big deal too. I remember. Yeah, know, no, this, this was a, when, when this came out, it was like it was heavily the big what to do. I mean, yeah. after it hit, forget it. Like it was the the it was mini series city. Like they wanted all they wanted everything that King had ever written to try and make it a mini series. Yeah, it's still the case. Every time you're turning around, there's a new TV series or a new movie, either based on a, a book of his or a movie of his. I mean, Ooh, the fact is, that. Stephen King uh, is going to, his stories are going to keep on going long after all of us and even him have, have gone to the suite uh, hereafter. I'd like to think he'd go before us. No offense to Mr. King, but I'd <laughs> go before us, yeah. Uh, we already dead, actually. You know. He 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 is the modern mythology. Yeah, he he is. He's created. He's created the American horror folklore that people are going to carry forever. Absolutely. Love him, hate him, don't like his work. Blah 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 blah. You want to be the edge lord that says Stephen King is this or that? I don't like Stephen King. I prefer Dean Koontz. Whatever. Fuck you. But. <laughs> This is going to go on forever. This stuff is going to go on forever. Yeah. Every thirty years or so, you're going to get a remake of something. Yeah, it's just it's a given. Maybe not even thirty years nowadays. Yeah, no, I think I think the extenuating <laughs> circumstance now is about ten. Yeah, right. He's like, <laughs> it's about ten years, and then you then you're cleared to fucking remake it. I like how that guy died. He gave up. He was going to get up and then he just died. He should have been alive and he just died. It was was like, you know, screw this. It's easier to die. Sometimes dead's better. Sometimes dead is better. Nice children of the corny shot right there. I don't want to go down that road. That's wrong. Ladies to the children of the corn field. You don't want to go down that road. It's that road. We'll take you down to the that cemetery. And if you go down that road, that'll take you towards Boston. (laughs) You don't want to go there. No one wants to go there. Sorry. Why does that feel like I'm going to get cornholed? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. (gasps) Hey. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Robbie Lowe. Hello, can you go? Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, you son of a bitch. Anybody watch his Salem's Lot when they did that? Oh, of course. Well, how was that? I didn't catch that one. I, I liked well, it. I knew it was going to come up in this episode because, you know, he, he this is his yeah. first appearance, but he, he's done a bunch of King stuff. Yeah. Um... His Salem's Lot is a weird bag. Uh, it, it's got a lot that it does great, and there's a lot that it doesn't do well at all. Yeah. Um, it's not, it many, many it's not Return to Salem's Lot bad by any fucking Yeah. Time. No. It's, 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 it's perfectly fun. passable. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. funny, you know, I mean, the slight cheese. It's enjoyable. I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad movie. It's a fun movie for what it's worth. I enjoyed it. Rugger Howard as Barlow wasn't terrible. 
I love Rucker. Howard. That sounds about that'd be a good deal. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, Rucker Howard's the man. Rucker Howard was supposed to come to the Boston Comic Con a few years ago, and he died, and they still promoted him there. I remember that? Yeah, I remember they still. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was there in spirit, at least. That's what they're. Maybe that's what they're. Yeah. Doing. They had a Ouija board. They were trying to bring him from beyond the grave. He's he's Dracul and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? If I, if I remember correctly. Uh, Lothos. Yeah, he, he, His yeah. name's Lothos, but he's based in the Rest in peace, Pee Wee Herman, too. He's in there, too. Classic. Paul Rubens? Paul yeah, Rubens. A fantastic boy. role. He did a fantastic job. Uh, great, great, great. Yeah. Very I love that movie. Paul Rubens may have died, but Pee Wee Herman will live forever. Tequila. You got nobody ever talked about this when he died, but did you guys didn't he have like a weird kitty porn scandal, Pee Wee? No, 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 no. I know he, no, no. I know he was whacking. I know he was whacking the porn theater. He, he, he was he caught, caught at an adult theater whacking yeah. off. I know I mean, it, I there was no child porn, but No, he's know, no diddler. He's just I, I you know, I thought there might have been a I remember the theater. I thought there might have been a secondary thing. With like Jeffrey, what was his name? Jones. Jones. Jeffrey Jones. Speculation. Speculation. Not on the same. By far and away, not on the same level. No. Okay. All of them didn't do anything. Any of us have not done in the privacy of our own home. Or I hate to say, if you're going to, I got no beef with theater. What else are you doing? Are you, are you just sitting there? Hey, I go to an adult theater just for the ambiance and the camaraderie of my fellow Americans. You're sick of the, the teamwork, the skiing, the double team. And do, you guys, do you guys just all just reach to your left and look up and pretend that you're Yes. Not? Okay. Use your imagination. Okay. Yeah. Right. Hey, listen, we all believe in helping hands. I sure. <laughs> Whatever works for you, Alex. I'd rather have a box through the day. I'm good. <laughs> James, I am here to always lend you a helping hand. Absolutely not. No. Nope. No. Yep. I'm oh, good. It's fingers I'm good. for you. Thank that you. Sound? Thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I, I don't Thank need you. it. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's. Ooh. Well, Rob Lowe a bit being up. Rough him up. They want to rough him. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a weird. I always wondered how they'd pull this off in the film, and it didn't. I, I was right; it didn't go well. The the deaf mute with the thing and the it. That's a tough gig, man. That's right. that's a tough thing to get right. Un the momento for the boy. It definitely. Something this long, having him be such a centerpiece, man. Mm. It's rough shit. It is pretty rough. I just seen Rob Lowe interviewed somewhere. Maybe Howard Stern. I don't know. It was a, good, it was a decent interview. The Stand. Woo! Quite a cast. Quite a cast. Shawnee Smith is in here, of course. Ah, uh, I love me some Shawnee Smith. You know, he's had quite a Fascinating. Career. Fascinating. Uh, I think this is one of her first appearances in anything. 
Yeah. Um, actually, um, uh, who is Harry Crumb? I think was one of the uh, very first things he was in. Well, I think he was in... like maybe 15, 16 at the time. She's in what, Chainsaw 4, New Generation, with McConaughey and Renee Zellweger? Actually, Chainsaw 4, I think. Could I, be, I don't remember. She plays one of the kids that gets killed in it. But I know she was, you know, she later went on to do like the Saw franchise. She was involved with that. But, uh, before that, some horror fans don't, didn't realize she had like a past in horror. Oh, yeah. You know? No, she, she did plenty of stuff. Yeah, yeah she was in the uh, remake of The Blob, which is one of the Classic. best remakes. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Classic X. Yeah, she's great in that. Look at it, Dan. You got your legs back. Forget about the stand. Let's talk about the blob remake for a second, dude. Big fan, big fan. I love the ending. Fantastic movie. Best ending, yeah. One of the best endings. Bla- the, the, the blob remake was incredible. They did a re-release. Truly, truly in a class above itself. I would. Re- most remakes are kind of like regurgitated swill, right? But uh, like the thing, the blob. Evil Dead 2013, like, I feel like those are in, like, a class above the, all on their own. Like, they, they, they do something so much more interesting. Especially the thing. Of course. Hey, I know you're lonely, so I brought in this rat to be your, 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 your friend, your confidant. That outfit. Just, just promise me you're not going to pull a Richard gear and have it go up your poop chute. We should be lucky. We all don't have to wear them. Wear that suit right there, twenty four seven when we leave our house. Because they told us we had to. If we would have had to, you know, that's how it goes. You know what would be fun is to take these foot because it's all green and use like chroma key green screen on it and like modify it to you know something funny. Be <laughs> the color. It could be pink, which is very nice. I actually, I think a. Kanye West outfit. Looks looks like something to be selling for top dollar. It looks like an oversized condom. A little bit. A little bit. It looks like the Titanic submarine. You know, yes. speaking of condom, I'm kind of shocked that Vinegar Syndrome actually released Killer, killer Condom in 4K. Are you sure you're that shocked about it? Because that sounds like something vinegar, exactly like something vinegar syndrome would do. As of recently, yes. Five years, uh, about four plus years ago, no. No, I, I agree. But vinegar syndrome these days is really pumping out the weird B movie stuff at, at high, at a high clip. So that doesn't shock me in the, in the least. Yeah. Well, I think it's mainly because of. I think they acquired some Lloyd's titles that they started putting out. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think that's next. I think it's like within the next couple of years, we're going to definitely see like Toxie, Sergeant Kabuki Man, Tire Firmer, like the big ones are going to end up start starting to come out with 4K through Vinegar Syndrome for what sure. Do you think of the new Toxie remake? <sighs> I don't know, man. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not past judgment until I see it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm done. Hey, firstly, th- th- there's only one movie from from uh, that I'm personally can't wait to see on 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 4K, 
And that idea is Shakespeare shitstorm. I'm still waiting for that. Alex, I'm surprised you're not excited about fucking the Toxic Avenger reboot because you got your boy in there. Dinklage is your boy, dude. Hey, hey, there. I want to see those still I'm, totally I, I'm, I'm glad that. I'm surprised. Ah, I mean, you are, I'm just but, surprised. You're, you're for but, but, I'm just surprised. Wait, Peter Dinklage is going to be in the remake? Peter Dinklage is the the remake. Yeah, he's actually playing Toxie. Kevin Bacon's also in it. That's why for a while it's going to be, it's going to have money, but it's going to, I think it's still going to have that weird zany trauma vibe to it. I don't know. I kind of have a good feel about it. I don't know why I do. It's got to. They're they're remaking a genuinely iconic B-movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but the problem is what makes an iconic B movie is is a bit of you know not having the money behind it. That's it. And a That's lot what of times, me right there, Alex. Yeah, a lot that, of times when when you yeah. have someone who's doing a remake of a beloved B movie, they're like, now we got the money, now we can you know instead of practical effects, we can do this CGI, we can do this and do that. And then it starts taking away the charm which made it what it was for being a B movie. So I mean that's my yeah. opinion. Well Toxic Avenger is something you could that's how they you know it can it can transcend, you know what I mean? And it has all that that like you know, heal the earth stuff. I think they'll push heavy on heal the earth with it, you know what I mean? But he's gotta be like he still has to be the first superhero from New Jersey, right? Yeah. yeah, it's still gonna have that vibe, or it's the work. I think yeah. it'll be cool. Dinklage will be a dude that gets shitted on. Yeah, he'll have, he'll he'll it'll be the whole Melvin thing. You know, he'll get he'll get slimed up. He'll get turned into the Toxic Avenger. He'll be this big hulking dude that tears people up when he's when you know yeah. when he and then he'll uh, yeah. I don't know how they'll play it if he'll ever go back to. I'm sure he'll stay Toxic the whole way, but you never know. It could be cool. I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like uh, I'm in, I'm interested. I wouldn't put my life on the line for it, but I think it could be. I yeah. I, I mean, the thing is that I only saw one picture, which is the only picture they put out, and it looks like a pull-out shot of uh, Peter Dinklage as Toxie. Yeah. So I mean, as we know, in watching uh, the original, they had two people: one who played Toxie and one who played Melvin. I don't know if they're going to do like have someone else play Melvin, or they're going to keep Dinklage as Melvin and then make him into Toxie. I mean, it depends whatever they decide to do. But uh, I think they'll keep him. I think he'll be. I think he'll start off as Melvin, and then he'll get Toxified, and he'll have a heavy Save the Earth type. Kareem Abdul Jabbar, huh? Yeah, you just had a cameo from Kareem Abdul Jabbar, which I always found to be very. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It's a weird cameo, like yeah. It's like Mick Garris, like does know literally everyone. Like, why is there a basketball player in the state? That's because they went. They go to the game, and they probably met him or met him in a party, and he wants to be in a movie. So, like, all right. Garris just knows everybody, man. Yeah. I don't know how, but he knows everybody, and he can get those people into his movies. Like everything he does has those cameos. He, uh, well, we talked I think, about. I think one thing that helped Garris to a fair degree is when he did amazing stories. Is, oh yeah, 
you know, amazing connections with, you know, many of those people for years before him and met some on that show. I think when he started getting in with um, Steven Spielberg, he was really starting to become, you know, I think a little more well-known, but he was already established, you know, in the genre doing his thing. But I mean, if you could almost like personify, say something like Facebook when it comes to networking, like the only two people I can kind of goes back to for me, or for AJ Ackerman and Mick Garris. Yeah. I think Mick Garris has got a good thing with that because he did, did like the interview show. So you have like the media. So yeah, like he was doing actor. behind the scenes before it was even, you know, mainstream. Well, so mean, he'd be you know, working for AFCO Embassy, Bob yeah. Brady, like on the howling, shooting all like the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, he did a lot of that type of work, uh, um, you know, in the seventies. Um, coming up through, he's had a really interesting career. I mean, I'm a big fan of him because I can't remember if he started in the mail, in the mailroom and kind of worked his way up. But I think you know, Landis was the mailroom, and Mick Garris got he had an interview show on like public access TV, and he brought the directors on interview him, and he grew relationships with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder what I was going for is like when you're in that television format, if you're going to like business parties with people that work on the news or television shows, you'll bump into people, you know, basketball people or people that know basketball people. And I think probably something like that, or they probably met at some party, you know what I mean? Some big fucking orgy bill doing a big. Oh, for sure. Reach out, Mick. Let us know. Was it an orgy or? Yeah. <laughs> the court side. Uh, the crows. Got to have the crows. Yes, yes. The disease spreads as far as the crow flies. Yeah, well, that's, that's 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 the guy. That's the man yeah. in black. The crow, Randall Flag. That's that's what? him. That's his. That's his. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying the crow's the man in black? So does that mean that he's Matthew McConaughey? Oh dear God, man! <laughs> All of a sudden, you have the crow say, "All right, all right, all right." Don't you never. Hey, right now, I'm just know. picturing... Don't give an intergalactic care. Mickey Knox. Mickey Knox. Ed is Mickey Knox and Natural Born Killers. If Woody Harrelson didn't want to do it, there it is right there. I see it. I can see it. Oh, he yeah, no. He actually would have done a pretty, pretty good job when you think about it, because he's super intense. Oh, dude. I, I mean, he was perfect for that part. Right? Oh, yeah. He he nailed it because like he's the guy. He's the guy that's like we're fucked, we're fucked, we're fucked, we're fucked, and like that's his whole character, pretty much. And then bang! Time to bring in the helicopter, the chopper, the chopper, do the chopper. There it is. Do it now! Do it! Do it, do it now! It's the chop, Billy. Do it! Yeah. Shoot him down. Come on, tell us, military guys. What's going on with the plague? Are we all going to die? You are a one. We're going to shoot you. This is a very people's temple deal to it with the people, the the news team that went over there to do the interview and they killed them and they're trying to get back on the plane. Jim Jones. Yeah. Well, in the book, there was a lot of that. Yeah. Like suicide pack shit, like people just being like, "We're fucking dead." Drink the Kool Aid. 
Well, that's the thing. When you think about all hell breaking loose in a situation where the world's going to, everybody's going to die type deal, you got a lot of people going to kill themselves and you got a lot of people that are just going to mow people down. Like, You're going to have some buck wild shit. Oh, like wild shit. The anarchy. We, hey, hey, I, all I have to say is when the apocalypse happens, okay, I am totally down for a free for all orgy at my place. Just let me, of just course, let everyone know. That's exactly where you go and I don't blame you because because I do I believe if I'm going that, I'm going out with a bang. I multiple bangs. I I get it, Alex. I get it a hundred percent. Um I feel like if we actually have an extinction level event, whether it be a comet the size of Texas smacking fucking the planet, or a disease or something, we will not know that it is an extinction level event until the last possible moment. Because of that. Yeah. Right? No tell. Because of the mass insanity that would ensue. So so you're saying I won't have enough time to send out a massive email to everybody saying, Hey, time to have it. Time to have the end of the world orgy. You'll be watching it come in, you just won't know it's they'll think it's they'll call it like some type of weird space flare that's gonna look beautiful. So everybody get your telescope out. And then when everybody's watching they'll just Come in and kill us, baby. It's all over. Basically, basically, basically. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, in an exactly one hour, an asteroid the size of fucking Romania is going to kill us all. Good luck. Boom. Hey, man, here's the food. Good time. Time to feed the animals. Yeah. Rough times right now. Hey, I got this from the best Mickey D's, man. Prison system, yeah. The best Mickey D's. Hey, come on. Mickey D's is is, as close to prison food as you get. I don't know about that. I don't know. I've never had prison food. Thank God. I mean, but Mickey, I've had Mickey D's. Well, I remember we had the Mickey D's recently. Yes, we did. It was the worst burger I ever had in my entire life, and I had to throw the fucking thing over. You shut up, Hawk. You walked into that place (laughs) with a customer walking out saying that it was the worst. Yeah, fuck this place. This is the worst service ever. We're great. (laughs) I don't know what we're getting into. Let's just endure. I I haven't eaten McDonald's in like. Five years? I'm not proud of this venture. <laughs> no, not <laughs> kind of like last time. Just, just yeah. I'm not, I'm not particularly a big McDonald's fan. Um, is it gotten that bad? Because it wasn't great the last time I had it. <laughs> uh, the service depends on what location it is. Yeah, it, yeah, Jess is right, and I think the situation the wasn't melted. The bun was felt old as hell. Okay, don't, don't get me wrong. Like there was a point where. You know, you can get a good greasy burger, and then you know things have just changed. Like, like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, if I'm doing anything ever again, I'll do Wendy's because I, 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 they have always been, you know, good. I like. I'm the type of guy. I'll get my shake. I'll dip my fries in my shake, and you know, I'm fucking eating. Yeah. And, I'll get, and I'll get a few JBCs to go with it, and I have 
and I feel yeah. good about myself. Maybe yeah. once or twice a year, but I haven't done that in a while. Generally, generally, when I go for the fast food, I'm a, I don't, I avoid burger joints. I, I just, none of them have ever really, uh, they don't, they don't really they don't do it for me, like in an emergency or something, or like McDonald's breakfast. I can get down with that. Yeah. But, nah, I, 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 I'm usually like, if I, I'm, if I t- take out or uh, not take out, but fast food, it's going to be Taco Bell. Well, uh, I, I guess, I, I guess my question for you, James, is, what do you do if you want a good burger? Like, is there a good place in your neck of the woods that you'd rather um, go to? You. Good you burgers? Good you know, you got to kind of go out to Providence for for that kind of thing. Um, because if I'm going to get a burger, I want it to be a good fucking burger. I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want like fucking a quarter inch thick slice of fucking horse meat. Um, so I'll go to like Lux, which is like this really fucking awesome burger bar out in Providence, and they're fucking incredible. Um, that's pretty much it if I'm not cooking it at home. Uh, yeah. yeah, Lux is the place to be as far as burgers go around here. We don't have a whole lot of great burger joints in my immediate area, uh, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but, you know, the next best thing, I guess, would be like a chain restaurant burger, because at least it's going to be a little bit better than fucking mcdonald's or some shit you know what i'm saying (laughs) but not by much i mean it's still pretty it's still all right but not lux one day one day we're going to take a dead kid's odyssey to lux Lux. okay we have because lux is a burger that everybody has to have oh and harry's bar and burger on on the east side of providence in the in the college area is fucking incredible too. They they do like a if you guys are familiar with a juicy Lucy. Yeah, I've heard of it. Fucking oh my god. They do a juicy Lucy double patty juicy Lucy. So it's got two juicy Lucy's. So what's a juicy Lucy? What now it's got it's got they they it's a steamed burger but they put the cheese inside rather than Rather than on the outside. So when right, you right. bite into it, it's got all the molten cheese in the middle of the burger. That's how I do my meatloaf. Yeah, there you go. It's the same idea. And they could do two patties, though. That's the thing. It's two Juicy Lucy patties. So it's like the fucking messiest thing on the place of the planet, but it's amazing. Yeah. And they do caramelized onions, like almost like a onion blossom. I support this. Fried on the top of it. Mm-hmm. With like this like chipotle aioli jam. It's fucking incredible. Oh my god. Too good. Too fucking good. Bill's in love, dude. Look at him. He's like having an orgasm over there. And I love they have bacon jam. <laughs> Bacon's good, yeah. Bacon jam. That's a bacon yeah. jam. Now we're talking my oh, I've had that before, bacon jam, yeah. Fucking awesome. That sounds good. It's really good. See, that's something I'd lather myself up in. Bacon jam. No, you, no, I, I do from head to toe and be like, take a feast of this. Yeah, one man party, Alex Hawk. Oh, yeah. Heard about that party. Hey, remember, everything tastes better with bacon. I mean, you're not wrong. Except Cheerios. What about Macon to bring it back to the Toxic Avenger? Yeah, Macon, the director. Make it all right. Macon's making it all right. He's actually a pretty good director. I've seen, 
Um, good actor. Some of the stuff that he's done, and I like his style. He's got respect. He popped up in Oppenheimer. He did. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. So, so that right there tells you Hollywood respects him. He he got he, you know he's known for those what's his name Jeremy uh, Saltner those fucking master yeah. those masterpiece independent films fucking Blue Ruins Green Room masterpieces dude he did those films with him I think it's one he's one of the best younger directors right now so he I think hopefully a little bit of him rubbed off on Mekong and uh, I think this is the first thing Mike and maybe the second thing he directed but I think it'll be good I, I hold hope for it Green Room was pretty good. Green Room was a fucking masterpiece. Blue Ruin's great, too. He did a movie for Netflix that was... It was good, but it wasn't as good as the other two, and I think it kind of hurt him a little bit. I I really liked that. I forget the name of it, but uh, it had, like, Elijah Wood and... uh, Into the Cold or something like that. It was good. It was definitely... Elijah Wood is also in Toxic. The, the he's an all type he because he's a big horror fan he puts himself oh, he is. yeah yeah he's i i love to interview or meet elijah wood because the career he's had is fucking ridiculous I, I loved him in sin city i mean i love the trajectory he's taken. i love him since a kid since like north and fucking the good son and stuff flipper. love him you know? <laughs> huh i'm flipper i remember he flipper, was yeah. the i just met her Hey, 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 Gold Domino is gonna be too. I like, I liked Elijah Wood since Back to the Future 2. I'm down with that. You don't see too many yellow blankets, which I'm digging on in this. I support the yellow ones coming. I think Elijah Wood was just at like Boston Fan Fest or something like that a couple weeks ago. I like Elijah Wood. If you're listening to Elijah Wood, let's get together. We'll make it good. We'll have good times. Some piece of me will just always have a Dead Kid Out. Dead Kid Out. With the Lord um, of the Rings series. I'm, you know, I like, I, I'm a fan of other stuff, but I appreciate Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson's fucking legendary. One of my favorites. I love everything. Lord of the Rings, uh, is, is awesome. It will never be, uh, replicated. There's certain filmmakers as well. It's the 31st anniversary of Dead Alive. I love his early stuff. I love his. Like the faculty? Faculty, that's a good one. That's Robbie Rodriguez, another dude who, these, these are filmmakers I've never met, but if I've seen him in a fight, I'd jump in next to him and help him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Matty Fisher will kick him in the crotch for you. Come in the groin. You go back to Stone Cold, I'll kick him in the balls and go, you out of here. Yeah. You're gone. Mm -hmm. So speaking of the stand, I like this guy's a blue shirt. It's all right. The rug scheme is like vomit color, which I can appreciate a good vomit colored rug. Yeah. Well, I have to say, uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, makeup on uh, his mother or on whoever is the uh, older lady is really good because she really look like she really looks like oh, death. Yeah, the makeup's great in this. Who, Billy? Do you know this is a K and B deal? I assume probably, probably the best. Hundred percent sure. Um, I'd, I'd probably say K and B, the best. Probably one of the you know at least one of those big groups. Yeah, I mean. You know, at this point in the 90s, you know, I mean, you had, of course, Rick Baker, Stan Winston, KMB were all, all the big ones. And 
but you know, there were some other great, um, yeah, freelance artists, but I'm not yeah, sure who the, the key sure. was, but you know, being a studio pick, it probably was one of the big ones. I would say you always see the horrifying, the people in bed and they're like faces melted off and the family leans down and kisses them. You know hey, I mean? it's our basketball hero. I hate it's that. Like, it's going to touch your lips. And the, it's like they never have the shot of, like, when they the, the, the goo coming off their lips from, like, kissing the forehead. That's what I always look forward to. Like, but, oh, so gross. I remember when I was a teenager, I went to a Papa Gino's, dude, and some dude near the South Shore Hospital, some guy came in, and he had this big, like, wet, fleshy thing that looked like fucking cheese pizza on his head, and I'll never forget until I die. <laughs> which is burned into my head. Horrifying. You're traumatized. <laughs> traumatized. That kind of reminded me of uh, Color Out of Space, the Nicolas Cage movie. Classic. Oh, yeah. H.P. Lovecraft. So Stanley, shout out. Good man. I love that movie so much. Good flick. When he co- goes to make out with his wife and it's just like, so gross. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so good. He's so cool. Oh, look at Eddie's beating there. Eddie, poor Ed, dude. Eddie's <laughs> like, I can't take it anymore, man. I can't take it anymore. He drink himself into a coma? He unalive himself? He's drinking. I think he, they, they kept that out of the film, James said. Mm-hmm. Is that William DeCoff, Alex? No, but he does have a William DeCoff. He, uh, he does look like look. Him. Oh. DeCoff's a good dude. Shout out Willem DeCoff, yeah. Very COVID-like. They put you oh. in prison for having COVID, I remember. I wonder what he's dreaming about. Crazy dreams. Lunatic stuff. Right in the back. Attacking beats. Chasing him down the streets. Uh-oh. He was alive. Not look now he looks fucked up, right? Yeah. He's checking He'd be dead. He was all he cared about his looks. Rob Lona's bicycle. No. Uh oh. He's the troublemaker again. Dude, you should have just shot him. Everybody's got a bad suntan going. Patrick kill Patrick, shout out. Bang, bang, boom, boom. I think we're about to get into my favorite character in the whole Stan movie. In a little bit. You said, oh yeah, Patrick kill Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there's a lot of toxic references in this episode. Patrick kill Rob. <laughs> yeah. There's another one right there. He was on the Boombasta cast and I actually caught him in there. I said, you play two parts and in Toxic Avenger, and he says, no, but he does. He plays painted, and then he plays unpainted later on in the film. Uh, fun fact out there. There's Kareem. He's back in it. Yeah, he's, he's like the doom and gloom guy. He's the one that's like, we're all gonna die! Repent! Basically, he's that dude. Yeah. He's gonna die! The Quentin Tarantino. Like Quentin Tarantino and little Nicky. Exactly. <laughs> I just watched that for the first time recently, like all the way through. 
I was laughing my head. I mean, I've always caught, like, the last 15 minutes or, like, the first, like, you know, 10, 15 mm-hmm. minutes. But to actually, I laughed my, my ass off. And Quentin Tarantino was the best fucking... He's, there were so many great things in that movie, but he fucking made that role memorable. <laughs> that was, was kind of... That was kind of, like, the last of, like, uh, I feel almost like a generation of Sandler fans films of like the last of the good Sandler films or anger before <laughs> click. Yeah. Anger. That's, I like anger. Management. With I liked anger management. I, I enjoyed that with uh, Jack Nicholson. That was, that was a very funny. Movie. They were a good duo. Jack Nicholson is just great. That's why he's retired, right? He's oh yeah. He's done. He's been he done. retired. Yeah. Yeah. They all, they all disappeared from the world and said, fuck you. I appreciate that. I like I they made their millions. They're living comfortably now. What's well, good for their legacy too? You know what I mean? Yeah. They went out on top. Uh, I gotta say, me. If it was me, I'd still go until the end. I love it too much. Well, maybe at that level, you wouldn't love it. Hey, dude, dude. There's nothing better than being on set. Uh-huh. At one point, I found out Nicholson made it That's so true. good. He bought an entire block. What happened? He bought an entire. He bought all four houses on the same block. Oh, really? At one point in time, I'm not sure if that's still the same situation. Well, he, he was a big party dude, probably still is, but he was known to have like notorious parties, so it's possible. I could see him having a house that nobody goes in, a party house, and like use the other houses for different vibes because he comes from that like '70s, '60s. When they were vibey, they were vibing, they were like half hippies, you know what I mean? Peace and love, peace and love, art, art. It's good. I don't know if it's there anymore. Nice. Smoking cigs, you gotta catch you an R rating nowadays. Yeah. Is there smoking cigarettes on TV anymore? No, that's dead, right? No, that's dead. God, of course not. Get it on network. I mean, you get it on like streaming sometimes. TV's definitely changed though, because you know, I remember when Rescue Me came on, dude. Some of the sex scenes on re- that Rescue Me show. Oh, yeah, that was risky. Oh, it's like fucking, what's going on here? Yeah. That was a great show. Look at this guy. He's lubricated. Like George. Oh, yeah. He's just sweating unhappiness. He's glistening. You know things are going bad when the military comes in to shut down any kind of communication. And they when they start throwing their guns towards the those on on the radio and on TV, telling you what's going on. Pack it up, Kathy Bates. It's time to go home. I forgot Kathy Bates was in this. So. Yeah. Well, this was early, early Kathy Bates. This yeah, is like before. pre-fried green tomatoes, Kathy Kathy yeah. Bates. You know. And she won an Oscar, and this was, uh, you know, Dolores in misery. Huh. I wonder She's if she was. I wonder <laughs> if she. <laughs> he, huh? he still said the world's going to end. It is ending. Dude, <laughs> right. The world's <laughs> over. <laughs> should say I told you so. That's what it should say now. So that was her show. She came back. Kathy Bates came back after Misery because Misery is so good to her. But this was before Dolores Claiborne, right? In between them? Yeah, yeah this was in between. Because she's typically, no, you wouldn't catch her in this type of film. 
I don't know, maybe back then. She's had an interesting career, too, where she's been the pick of the litter, and then she's been nobody's wanted her, and it's gone up and down, you know what I mean, her career-wise. She's still working and doing good. Yeah, I mean... It's really like good her. in uh, American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah, American Horror Story. I think she has great parts in American Horror Story that not-so-great stuff happens around. Yeah. Yeah. I have so much to catch up on on American Horror Story. I can never. Yeah, I stopped watching it. Like I think it was after Coven. I saw Freak Show. I don't know. I think Kim Kardashian liked the star of it now or something like that. Ugh. Yeah. You know what? Lady Gaga impressed me. Glowing. Lady Gaga is a better actress than Kim Kardashian. The shizzle, I'd say. I mean, actually, I would I'd, hope so. I'd hope so. I've never seen, but I'd hope so. I feel like Kim Kardashian I, isn't going to be very good at whatever they're having her do. I hope she's playing Kim Kardashian. That's the only her only hope. Kim Kardashian's only good at you know having a nice butt. It was kind of like Eminem, like Eminem when Eminem played himself in Eight Mile. I think he got an Academy Award. I think. I, I could be wrong. But, like, you put Eminem anywhere else, I ain't really going to work for him. I mean... See, that's the trick, man. Outside of, like, that formula of uh, the good dad, the good big brother. It was kind of autobiographical, so... No. I think they're going to have to take that route with Kim Kardashian. The horror, horror story that is her life. She'll lose her money. That's a horror story. I would love to watch that. I'd want you to take away all her money and let, let her try and survive in the world without the money and like, you know, that'd be a good if She'd it was die within a week. Kind of like the show. Paris Hilton thing where it was like the simple life. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but more you, permanent. And Nicole Richie, I'd be like that. Yeah. I'd trade trade in places, but like real deal. Oh yeah. One of the biggest mm-hmm. cheers of money was her death scene. Paris Hilton? Yeah. Yeah. It's the fun. Achilles thing got me. I hated that. I remember thinking there'll, there'll never be a time. She was so big at one point, I said there'll be ne- never be a time that nobody do- doesn't know who she is, and now she's fucking a ghost. Now you'd have to explain who it is to like, a teenager. But she's at the time, crazy. like in our time, in our, when we were like in that, you know, the 20 to 30 range there or whatever, it was fucking big times. Not for us, but like in, in our world, so to speak, that was, I don't know. That was like the dead kids of its time, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So we weed through the corn. Yeah. I got to say one thing I, I, I noticed. I, I think Stephen King likes corn. He has corn in a lot of his stuff. He's a, he's a, like a, he's like a country boy. So no. he's like a corn or something, no? Interesting factoid among the hardcore Stephen King fans. The corn references, there's a strong theory that I actually personally support to He Who Walks Behind the Rose being Randall Flagg. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense. So, yeah. Uh oh, this doesn't look good for our boy. 
about to get. I think he has a gun behind him. Oh, he's with the gun. Yeah, he's gonna kill him. Looks like all his buddies are, are are probably dead. They all got sick. Yeah. The mouse is dead. The little mousey boy. Boom shakalaka. Yeah, he's having a rough day, huh? Yeah. These guys look hey, almost man. like Dawn of the Dead zombie. Yeah. Don't mind me, but I just want to pump a load at you. He's got that uh, Jeffrey Jones Power the Duck look a little bit there. A little bit. A little bit. Slight, slightly John Lithgow, Buckaroo Bonsai-ish. Oh, oh absolutely. Emilio Lazardo. Absolutely. Gonna blast them. Hey man, I'm going out. Make them like a little loopy in the head. <laughs> I mean, when you know you're gonna die, I feel like that changes a lot of your neuro pathways like really quickly. Yeah. Right and wrong like, kind yeah. of goes out the fucking window, you know what I mean? Because you're like, I'm fucking dead anyway, what do I care? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was, like, just the plague that, like, made that quicker, or if it was just, like, a human reaction that would have happened. I think it's just a human reaction to the, the, the stimuli around them. Like, they've obviously seen that sick people die, 100% die, and then he gets sick, so he's like, well, I'm fucking he dead. He knows he's so, gonna die. Yeah. yeah. I'd be the same way. I'd be out fucking burning shit down, right. acting a damn fool, because... What does it matter? That's the same way if you found out you, you were poisoned. Like you were intentionally given this, you know what I mean? Crank. Cranked up. The whole that whole movie series is about a guy who's like, I gotta keep moving because I don't I'm go- or I'm gonna die. Ooh, leg sweet. Yeah, he has to keep like putting uh, injections in his heart. Yeah, Johnny, yeah. put it in the body bag. <laughs> Killed him. You killed him. You killed the the, the doctor dude. He was already dead. Yeah, you just blast him. You think you know if you're you, you gotta suffer and die. This other guy obviously doesn't have to worry about it. You know he could the bitterness of that. You shoot him. Shoot him dead. Well, I mean the fact is, if that guy just. Kept the door locked and just walked away and died. You know, Gary Sinise would have died because of starvation, not being able to get out. They so, don't think of that stuff, though. Yeah, you don't think of that stuff when you die. Yeah. Now the guy wanted to, you know, feel like he had some power left, so he killed the one guy that didn't seem to get sick. I think he wanted to get on that Forrest Gump movie, so he was like, "Yo, Gary, hook it up, bro." I think there was a lot of jealousy involved in that. He was like, why the fuck do you get to live, you know? Well, and yeah, like you were saying, anybody would feel that way. It's, uh, yeah, you got, you got that, that whole deal of, uh, I mean, that is something, you know, you, you just randomly, you, you're born with something that would make you not die. Does it get into why he doesn't die? Why he can't die? Is he just, it's special? divine. 
it's not it's not science or anything like that. It's you were chosen by God. And that that's his deal, huh? So he's like Yikes, like the reverse Antichrist type deal or something? Well, he's one of them. Yeah. All the good people we've seen in the movie so far are all Molly, like Molly Ringwald, Rob Lowe, like. Yeah. Hmm? Then the blonde dude's the devil, if I remember correctly, right? Or he's the, he's the man in black. Randall, Randall Flag. Johnny K. They don't call him the devil. They don't call him the devil, but that is basically in Stephen King mythos. The church owns the devil. You can't use it. You got to pay him. That's probably real. I was I was alive, but that's probably real. The fiction goes beyond just the religion of one planet. That's why they don't call him Satan. Yeah. Ah, yes. What was Gary doing recently for the troops? He did something really cool for the. He helps. He helps. Um. He he runs a charity that helps veterans. Get what they need. Get houses, right? Well, house. It's it's a, it's across the board. Housing, employment, better medical care, like the whole. It's like a blanket. We're helping people that served. Thing. That's cool. Yeah. No, Gary's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah, I saw an interview where he said that, you know, after doing uh, Forrest Gump as Lieutenant Dan, he had so many service people come up to him and say that, you know, they had been where his character had been, you know, with post-traumatic stress disorder and and, and all that, that, uh, that performance, you know, touched them. So that really got him connected and wanting to help out more. And uh, he just built upon that. That is true. You know, we're all artists here, and it's it, it's kind of crazy. It'd be kind of crazy to have, be in a situation where, like, a soldier comes to you saying that they found comfort in something you did like that. You know what I mean? That's cool. You would want to get more involved, you know what I mean, like Gary did for sure. Uh-oh. This elevator ain't down with wheelchairs, though. Yeah, this elevator wants to kill that wheelchair. Gary won't Ooh. let it happen. Ooh. I always like those shots, the falling into the camera shots. They're, they're like effective little jump scares. Ah! Ah! Ooh, bogus. Bogus. Nice. At least he has the yeah. jogging pants on. That's yeah. true. He's getting good cardio running down the stairs. He was barefoot <laughs> at one point. I wonder He's if the continuity around running around here is kind of what I remember. Yeah. I wonder if the continuity ever messes up and you can see him wearing shoes in some parts because I think he's supposed to be barefoot. Yeah. Slapping sandals. Slapping sandals. Oh. I want to say Halloween has some weird issue like that where you see somebody inside with slippers, uh, barefoot, and then when they hit the parking lot, when she runs out, the might be the part where, when, uh, in part two, I think, when the nurse runs out to her car, I think she's in, you see her wearing slippers, the fake it, room 237. 
One, two, three, seven. Dead, dead kid style. Mm-hmm. Hey, I see a flag. Is that foreshadowing Randall flag? <laughs> that's a miracle. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. I think that's what it's supposed to mean, but it doesn't come across quite great like that. Yeah. But I think we're getting pretty close that we're going to actually meet Mr. Flag relatively soon. I think so. Well, wasn't he the one that killed the deer earlier? I don't know if he killed him, but he walked up on it after. But that well, wasn't. no, no. He was there and he like moved his hand and the deer died. Oh, right. yeah, but did... it was a... yeah, but it was like a flash in the pan moment. Like you, did, you didn't hear him talk or any of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. His but that eyes. was supposed to be Randall Flagg, right? Yeah. His eyes glowed for a little bit, I think. Yeah. Which I always appreciated the eye glow in this. That's one of the one things I really appreciated. And the dummy character is my favorite. The guy from uh, Coach. Mm. Yeah. You mean Patrick from Spongebob? Is that who he voices Patrick too? Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah, I guess awesome. so. I guess so, yeah. He said quite a career. Where he spent most of his career and made most of his money. I was going to say, he had quite a career that I didn't realize how he did Patrick, too. Fuck. That's bad. Actually, it's interesting. People... Yeah, I mean, um, as we mentioned earlier, Matt Fuwer is also in this. And, yeah. you know, he made a, a big uh, career as a voiceover artist as well. True. He did. A lot of people that disappeared from like being in front of the camera did voice acting. Yeah, I loved him in Honey I Shrunk the Kids. I yeah, he's being that. Yeah, I like Quicksilver Highway too, which I, that was King, I believe. We'll get to that eventually. I remember when that came out too. I remember being exciting for that teeth chatter. Uh, was Quicksilver Highway a short story? That wasn't a full book, was it? No, short story. Yeah, it's a book. Yeah, because the, the actual things are good. Like a fucking anthology, right? Is it like three stories or something like that? No. Yeah. Good. Good. I remember, I, I remember I, being fun. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I remember like watching that when it originally aired. Yeah. You know, definitely not one of the worst King adaptations. I would, I would put it middle of the road for sure. Yeah. Uh, she's showing up for dead daddy. Sometimes. Well, you know. I say plagues don't care about such things. I wonder whose decision it was per- to do the hair, change her hair black. If they thought that it might pull, the red hair would definitely pull away from things. You definitely. Uh, think- yeah, I, I think it, I think it mostly is a decision. It was a decision to get away from Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, yeah. the John Hughes stuff, you know? That makes sense. Playing a very different character. It kind of puts her in a different color too. Like, you're no pun intended. Not expecting yeah. a certain type of person. Yeah. yeah. I could, I could get down with that theory. More mature. Hello, I know your dad died. Can I, like, date you now? Wait. <laughs> you. She says yes. Absolutely. 
Okay, good. Only I'll if you help can help you. me carry this dead body. I'll help you carry your dead dad as long as we get to go out and neck in the car later. Neck I'll help you carry your father who's dead. By the way, would you like to get some ice cream later? Like, he's that guy. Yeah. He's fucking tool. Well, he's a future serial killer anyways. Yeah, he had that vibe. He's definitely got that serial killer vibe. We talking about Alex or are we talking about? Oh, yes. I, I, yeah. Okay. Oh, we're talking about me. Blanket statement. Parker Lewis was fucking one of the coolest dudes on TV. You know, that show was, I loved that show. That was a good time. It was back, a fantastic show. I believe that was USA, right? Back when USA was the shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like when USA had good shows, man, like La Femme Nikita and Duckman. Yeah. Duckman was great. Was the Oddities on that channel? Oddities, Duckman. Is there one with uh, Melvin's Dick Big Night, Head? Forever Night. Was there uh, Melvin's Big Head or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. That was good times, too. I think the Critic was on there for a little bit. The Tick was Critic. on there. I yeah. mean, if you if you were a kid that wanted to stay up until, like, 11 o'clock at night, up all night. Ah, of course. Of course. Classic. Of course. Come on. Wrestling was on USA, you know, Rob was big on that for a bit. Yeah, USA up all night, up all night introduced me to the classic, seminal, important film, Vampires on Bikini Beach. Yeah, <laughs> I love those with Titan. Those yeah, movies. no, they're, they're fucking goons. They're, they're goofy ass movies, but they're fun. Yeah. Yeah, USA Up All Night was like one of those. I mean, you know, along with Joe Bob, you know, like growing up, you know, having those great late night hosts. I mean, Elvira, Gilbert, you know. Gilbert, yeah, Gilbert, rest in peace. Yeah, and Roger Shirt, I mean, beautiful, you know, woman, very funny. And I, you know, it's almost reminded me of like the male girls, you know, on Joe Bob. I mean, you know, I thought it was a Definitely. great field, you know, for the late night, you know, host, where it's I mean, not. You know, late night, if people think like Letterman or Leno, you know, back in the 90s. But, you know, it was a great time for these, you know, smart games in the Slimeball Bolarama. I remember yeah. what it was. Kind well, of that's a, what, say, uh, that was one of the first places I seen the Toxic Avenger was on USA's Up All Night. Put it together. I seen it as a, with a, on a, a VHS. And not didn't know what it was, and I think around the when I seen it on USA up all night is when I figured out what it was. But I didn't know what the name of it was for the longest time. But I remembered like the scene, Def, the scene when he puts the girl on the hot rocks. Yeah, like that long hallway shot, and then like he puts her, she thinks he's the boyfriend, and he puts her on the rocks. That was like I remember that was burned into my brain forever, and, and I, I finally you know, it took me a while to figure out what the movie was. It was a movie that I. Been burned in my brain. I don't know what it is. I for some reason I remember it being like black and white, and it's it was two biker it was two biker gangs, and they were like pulling this girl by her arms and her legs, and like her stomach separated, and uh, like her shit fell out. <laughs> and I don't. Yeah, I've yet to ever. I've yet to figure that one out. That sounds so familiar. It has it, like Hitcher has a moment like that a little bit, but. I, that, yeah. It's something different, yeah. And like I remember seeing yeah. like, "Bit on Your Grave," and uh, like that the scene where she cuts his dick off in the tub. Like I remember, like that stuck with me. 
Like, I don't even know why there was, you know, she cut it. You just see the red water and you're like, why is there red water? And then later I found out what that was called. There was a few movies like that. House House was a movie I've seen when I was real young. And I didn't know what it was until later, like the name of it. Mm-hmm. I love that series. You were the, House is a great franchise, yeah. Even like the fourth one. After the fourth one, they probably get shaky. I'd have to rewatch. But up to the fourth one, I remember enjoying one of the most, like, I remember the the fourth one, there's a part where the fucking dude takes, like, the trach thing out of his neck and, like, makes the guy drink it or something, and I remember just being like, what the It, it has some cool gross shit in there. Yeah, there's a lot of, the pizza, there's, like, a pizza monster in it. it yeah, uh, Kane Hodder is the pizza monster. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot House of good is, stuff there. House, House has some really cool wild stuff in it. I love House 3, and I think a lot of people don't talk about that one because, you know, you have Lance Henriksen and Brian James, two great character actors, you know, just, you know, and it's just, uh, it's just kind of tossed in the mix there. It's almost like a, um, Halloween 3, just, you know, kind of does its own thing, kind of veers in its own direction, but it's a good movie. Whenever I think of Brian James, I always think of that Tales from the Crypt episode with the Lumberjacks. I love that episode where, like, he's like this, he's the, the leader and he's an asshole to everybody. And yeah. then a deaf kid comes into the tribe and, like, falls in love with, uh, Brian's wife. And I just remember the end of it, like, they, they, no, he wasn't, he wasn't deaf. After, uh, Brian catches him with his wife, he, like, beats him so bad he, he goes deaf. And then the, the last scene of it is they put Brian James and his wife in the logs. So the dude, like, he was blind and whatever the deal was. He must have been blind and deaf. But it's just him cutting up logs with people in him at the end. And I always thought that was great. Wasn't he also on Blade Runner? Yeah. Yeah. Because the one line I always think of whenever I think of Brian James wasn't the horror movie. It's Purple Lightning. Yeah, that's always a good sign. Cabin Boy. <laughs> <laughs> great. What great. Did he, die? he died great young. Movie. He died, like, really young, too. Like, he died in his heyday, like, back then. He never got to get old and, like, appreciated that much. I think it was cancer. I think cancer got him. I think. It's my, it's more than. Fuck him up, Captain Boy. That's a movie I could watch almost on the 24 hours a day. Captain Boy. That's a fun film. Well, Chris Ellick. My favorite girl. He's on wings, right? Well, she was uh, in uh, News... Uh, no, she was on Just Shoot Me. She was in Pretty Woman. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Quigley Down Under. She's in... Is that the mother from Liar Liar, too? No. No. Nope. No. Nope. 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 Uh, Although Liar Liar was more a tyranny. Yeah, I was thinking of somebody else. No, this is Laura Sanji Como. Yeah. She's great. I love her. Six shooter. Should shoot this guy. Jeez, the world's like uh, ending, and he's like trying to sew Mac on her right now. She's down though. She's got well, some. Down. She's got some darkness. Yeah, button my shirt and woo the ladies. I got her confused wow. with the wife from uh, King of Queens. There, she's also oh, a we have revenue. Scientologist. Yeah, but you put down that gun and I'll show you my gun. 
You always got to be careful with the gun. I remember seeing a video of a girl. There was some girl in a car. There was some some gangster folks in a car. And, like, the girl was in the front, and she was, like, waving it around. And there was a dude in the back seat, like, leaning, like, were you stupid? And then, like, it went off, and it got him. (laughs) He lived. Surprisingly, he lived, which is uh, only because of the dead kids. It's a very colorful film for being the end of the world and stuff and the gloomy nature of what's going on in it. But it's a great testament, you know, to what McGarris can do in the whole juxtaposition of both. I I guess you'd have to have a little bit of sunshine or it would look, it'd be completely dreary. You got to balance it out somehow. Yeah, Yeah, because the weather stayed the same. You know what's the best, best part about the apocalypse is you can go and dine at the best restaurants and no one charges you. He just raided their kitchen and cooked a bunch of stuff. Heck yeah. But he can't have her. Nice steak, nice steak. Not allowed. She's meant for someone else. Yep. Well, what can you say? He just wanted to give her the meat. Oh. He does want to give her the meat, but he can't. So he cooked it. No one's ever given And he just slapped it right there on the table for her. That's the Alex Hawks system. Never. She's never been given the meat. That's, Mm -hmm. That's the whole thing. But she's hungry for it. You can tell. You can always tell. He's hungry for somebody. Not him. Somebody. Hungry for love. She's hungry. Hungry! Well, sure. We'll call it. Hungry for love. Very nice. I want her to bite him. <laughs> I was thinking movie. the same thing. I'm half expecting her to open her mouth and fangs be popping out. Right? She's very vampy. Yeah. Yes. yes. Very vampy. Yes. Very vampy. Almost got like a Fright Night Part 2. Um, yeah, Julie Carmen vibe, for sure. Yeah, Julie Carmen vibe going on. I'm half expecting her to just sink her fangs into his so like, ah! Oh, they got big outro. Yeah. Well, in the end, someone's going to get sucked one way or the other. Oh, hey, hey. Oh. You're a foul guy. Yeah. Don't leave me. I, I'm hoping you pull some vamp shit on me, man. It's the end of the world. I'm looking for some love. Just trying to get a good second. Oh, yep, yep. See, Ooh, see, see, does, see, <laughs> see, they dance she just, with it. Does the classic move? The classic move. You go for the kiss. She turns it so you get her cheek. There's no thank you. Yeah, that that is a telltale sign. She ain't into you, buddy. Hard to get. Hard to get. 
she, like James said, she, her heart belongs to someone. Ooh, maximum security holding facility. Arizona. In good old Arizona. A lot of prisons in here. Metaphor. Oh. My heart's all locked up. Well, he's scared. I can move. Holding the mirror? Someone survived. Those bodies are going to be stinking pretty bad pretty soon. Hey, come on, don't let me out, man. Let me out. Bro, like, why does it smell like piss and shit in here? It's about to get worse. You assume all those bodies being stuck in there with all those bodies running away. I assume after, you know, there would be a certain time before it would probably, uh, the wind would blow away and it would be gone, but you probably got months of bad news lingering. It's my gal! Rest in peace. Ah, yes. Also! Nightfly. In an- yep. In another Fly. fantastic yeah. Stephen King adaptation, The Night Flyer. I love that movie. So good. So good. It needs a fucking DVD at least, Blu-ray. Hey, hey is this a buddy trash can man? It was. Yeah, that that was, is trash can man. Yes. Yeah. Um, I never got the appreciation that it deserved. It never got the attention it deserved ever. Uh, it's it's way too good. Then it, it it's it's been uh, then it's been given credit for. But on to the point. You're right. The DVD of the Night Flyer has been out of print for a very, very long time, and it is very hard to come by. I happened before Fye kind of collapsed around here. Yeah, was digging through one of their used bins. Mm. I found a pristine sealed copy of the Night Flyer. It is used for six bucks. Yeah, you lucky bastard. I was beside myself. I oh, bought it immediately, but oh my god. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, do you? I, I didn't say it to them until after I paid for it. I was like, do you know what you had? Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the good old days. You don't, you don't, you don't, you appreciate FYE when they're gone. You don't, when they're, when they're there, you go, they're just overpriced. And then when they go out of business, then. Everything's ninety percent off, and then they're they're manageable. You can deal with them. You can negotiate at that point. I mean, I remember the local record store I used to go to on Cape Cod. Um, I, I was a frequent that starting off. I remember paying twenty nine ninety nine for Bridery Animator, the Pioneer Edition. Yeah, and you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, it's worth it, you know. And then. You come friendlier. I became friendlier with the guy, and he loved B movies, Roger Corman, Charlie Band, you know that type of stuff. And he was able to like special order a lot of my early Full Moon library, and that was a cool thing about you know becoming friendly with those people. And then I actually, you know, got into that field myself for a little bit. I mean, I used to do customer service for both FYE and the Virgin Megastore up until they closed in the downtown Boston area. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. you can special order anything, then, you know, I'd be, here's my pile. Here's my pile of movies I'm going to pay for. I'm on uh, payday. 
Yeah, that it's funny you bring that up because there was situations where they'd let me do that too, actually. Like put movies behind the counter. Yeah, I mean, if anybody, if I knew, if I met people and I knew that they were really interested in movies, I mean, I remember when one, one kid came in, I love a Lord of the Ring films. Like I wanted to discover Peter Jackson's earlier stuff. I'm like, you're in for a treat. And we had like only one copy left of, um, I think it was, uh, The Frighteners. And, uh, and, uh, I was able to get that to him and came back a week later. I need more. So then it was, you know, Dead Alive, Meet the Feebles. And this kid was like, oh, you're the best. And, uh, shame I lost contact over the years, but I always took great joy in helping people, you know, especially if they love movies, explain that path, you know, try new things. And yeah, I think that's uh, something that we try to do as, you know, artists and filmmakers is we like to, you know, create stuff that might be, you know, something that means something to us uh, or meant something to us at one point in time, a little more. As we get older, we still love it. We love to just share that knowledge. Right. Well, I remember the FYE by us in Hanover, we became friendly with those folks. They were cool. And I remember when they were closing doors and they had a big sale going on that we gave them a big pile of DVDs of our different, the different flicks. And I, and like, they just handed them out to people. I said, anybody that like buys something, anything, cause they watched our movies and anything that related to like what we do, just give them a free DVD. And they got rid of like 15, 20 movies, which was cool. But yeah, like you don't, and stuff like that's really cool. Yeah. You don't get that. The more, and FYE was definitely not a mom and pop shop, but like in the last couple of months, they were able, because they were all going out anyways, they were able. Yeah. They were just liquidating. They were able to be cool. Cause the the other thing they do fire them, you know what I mean? So they could do, they could do cool shit like that. But I got into pops because FYE went out of business. I, I try not to get into new hobbies and I'm not really into pops, but if I find them for like two bucks, I'll grab them. Like those vinyl pop deals. Which they were like ninety-seven cents, dude, by the end of FYE. Oh. Now we got this lady doing it big. This ain't Aussie. We're waiting to see Aussie Davis the whole film. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. JFK himself. The rats are in the corn. Believe it. The rats are in the corn. The rats are nibbling. You. Nibble, nibble. They come out like Trilogy of Terror Part 2 size rats. (laughs) Good rat. Good rat's a good problem. Yeah. The stand. The stand was something you'd always catch for fucking dirt cheap. People didn't really like to own it. This was a movie that you bought, you bought to have in your collection, but you didn't really dip into it that often. You didn't want to, you didn't want to not have it, you know what I mean? But, you know. Yeah, so you just buy it, you open it up, and you give the appearance that you watch. Yeah. You already saw it on TV. It's in your library. And and there it is. It's just like a book you don't read that you buy, but you already know it. You know, know it. Yeah, pretty much. We always had this movie on hand. I mean, we could yeah. never sell but out of this a... copies of this. It always had a book, like the DVD. I remember it had a very generic. It was Artisan, wasn't it, or something like that? I remember it had a very generic 
look to it. Okay, was it the public? What was it? Was that? A, it was it was a it was one of the cardboard folding with the folding plastic nodule, yeah. and it yeah. just like said like the like you know how the 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 main menu is, it just said the stand like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the stand. Yeah, I mean, there's a few before menus. root before before animated root menus existed. I'm yeah. Getting- no. <laughs> If I remember correctly, this was a cool moment, yeah. They broke out the fog machine that day. She got a guitar. Ooh, Randall Flagg. He's got that fucking... There he is. There he is. I like that look. I mean, can you get anyone that looks more like the devil? She's going to rock him right out of here. I'm going to play the devil (laughs) down to Georgia. I was just going to say the devil went down to Georgia. Yeah. I'm waiting for the dueling banjo contest. <laughs> he says, no, please don't. Listen to the promised version. You will not be disappointed. She bleeding on. She Ooh. cut herself up. That's a rock and roll. That's true rock and roll right there. That's metal right there. You don't understand. Yeah. Is that said, that's the most rock and roll thing of all. You keep playing through the pain. She got a lot of fentanyl in her system right now, too, and she's still... She's still rolling. She kind of looks like the Tales from the Hood after the dude dies. The politician dude dies and comes back. She kind of looks like him in real life. Scary. You mean the ghost of all the dolls? No, the, the, you know, when there's the politician and the cops kill him and then he comes back. Oh, yeah, the one with Wings Hauser. Yeah. Yeah. She looks like the the dude when he comes back dead, but she's alive. But she's alive. I think. Nah, she's. she's <laughs> I think Matt. I think Matt. Yeah, I think you nailed it. She's off her tits on opiates right now. It's she, she's not seeing the devil in the corn. She's just fucking tripping balls. I think she's splinter, man. She got like a splinter deal going too. That wardrobe, absolutely. You know. Hey, man. I stayed away. You want to get out of this prison cell, man? I, my gal's great. Everything he's ever in, he brings yeah. a great raw intensity. 100%. Another, another one who did die, you know, he lived a little longer than Brian James, but he passed away, what, like six, seven years ago, something like that, maybe ten? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't long ago, but it was, it was a couple of years back for sure. He was big on that, he was on a cop show that was big, right? When he passed, like that was his yeah. current thing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, RoboCop. You know what I mean? I always called this the Terminator shot, because it looks like Terminator 2. It does, yeah. Yeah. It's like I was say, I know that this is a little set. bit out of the uh, blue phase. There he is. Of the there he is, without all the Satan stuff. Randall fucking flag. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to the flag? Uh, Brian James... Died ninety nine. I thought he died like early two thousands for some reason. I thought he died even earlier than that. Yeah, like late, like a little earlier than ninety nine. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to see two thousand, huh? He's a nineties guy. Why two K guy? He was like, "Fuck him." He's gonna party. He's gonna party like it's nineteen ninety. Did you look? Did you just look it up? What he died of? Did it say? Was it cancer? Um, Don't tell me a broken heart. I'll feel bad. 
and punch his own ticket. Keep talking. I'm looking. All right. Well, it's very blue on the screen. I was just about to say that. I mean, he's got, you know, you're, you're, he's a very handsome guy. We can give him that. You know, he was only 54. 54? I thought he was younger than that, but 54 is still young. We're fucking all approaching that practically. It's crying out loud. Except for Jesse. He's a young one. Yeah. Jesse's the young one. He had a heart attack. Heart attack? Yeah, he had a heart attack at his home in Malibu, California. Well, that's unfortunate. I wonder if that was, if they called overdoses heart attacks back then. But that's for another day. I like how those bars look like facial fangs coming right out of his forehead. It adds the intensity. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's accidental at all. <laughs> it's his devil horns. It's the devil. And, you know, um, Miguel. Tormented. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Miguel Ferrer. Yeah. Uh, his cousin is George Clooney. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Because I think the connection, I'm trying to remember, I think it was somehow, his father was Jose Ferrer. And I don't know what the relationship was with Rosemary Clooney. But. So Miguel sat in front of the therapist and said, they told me, Miguel, Miguel, help out your cousin George. Help him out. And then when I help him out and he's big time, what's he doing for me? Nothing. Fucking dark, dude. Yeah. I don't know. And this is a long-ass conversation from this is the one about- side of the bars to the other side of the bars. They're not going to set up the blue lights for a fucking small conversation, Alex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, listen, right now, I'm just getting a whole bunch of blue balls waiting for this conversation to end. Who remembers with Miguel Blank Check? Ah, uh, yeah, of course. I remember that. That just popped in my head randomly. I haven't thought of that movie. Like the kid from Blank Check, he could have been one of the coolest guys in the world. Remember, he was hot shit at that time. That's that movie where that- kid finds like a blank check and then like has like a spending spree. Yeah, yeah. But he buys like a mansion, a house. Miguel was one of the bad guys in that. Like, he's the main bad guy. I think. I think the kid like gets his bike ran over or something, and somebody is in a hurry. They give him a check and they don't put the amount in or something like that. So then he got he he fills in the amount and cashes it, lives the good life. But then they come looking for him type deal. I vaguely remember that. The story of Bill Coyne. That was like early 90s, right? Yeah, mid early. Yeah, I think so. I think it was around the time of Three three Ninjas. That's when those kids' movies were doing it. Was that a Disney movie? Blank Check was. Yeah, I think it was. Look at that beautiful tunnel. Alex, New you York City. Looks like the. <laughs> hey, that that is. That is true. It does look like boobs. To heaven for a car salesman, all these abandoned cars. You know what's <laughs> funny? This is the uh, when when the stand was on TV, yeah. and 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 it's uh, like reruns and all that. This is like the scene I always 
tuned into. I never got the beginning. I always ended up tuning out when they uh, got to the Lincoln Tunnel for some reason. You tuned in the movie shot. Popped in. Yeah. Yeah. That says a lot about you, Hawk. Yeah. What can I say? It just drew drew me to it because of the uh, the tunnels that look like boobs. Reminds me of a double. So boring. Yeah. yeah. Don't take away my pills. That's how I get through life. How am I supposed to get through life where most people are dead without my pills? Don't yeah, take she, my she pills. It reminds me of like a young Julie Carmen, young Madeline Stowe. Yeah. I'm gonna walk away from you now. You threw away my pills. I don't like you no more. <laughs> I do miss your hair, though. I did like your hair and your hair products. Hey, yo, fuck you. You don't want to be over here, and fuck you. It's okay. I'll fuck you, too, in my head. The warriors go. He looks like he'd have, like, a New York accent. It does. Warriors vibe, Billy. When I first seen him, I thought Warriors. And it was no, but now he's going Canton, so, you know. Well, when you come out, oh, then Cam! One's dead now, and they're kind of like survivalists, so it makes sense he'd have, like, some kind of pack. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, he would have to. Yeah. Fuck out, bag. Come on, you're not going to let me go in the scary tunnel all by myself. I, I got a strap in. Look- in. Hey, you know. That's danger. The danger zone. There's a game. I'm going in all by myself. I waited the booby zone. You have to go through. The booby zone! Go through the booby zone. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's about that time. She's, uh, she's about to meet her husband. You mean Man. she's going to get a flag? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A flag placed yeah. on her. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's yet yeah, in her. More yes, he's going to get the flagpole, the full shaft, the full shaft. Oh shit! Oh shit! So Just many dead people. Back. I'm all by myself. Waiting for these dead people come back to life. They look, they look pretty gruesome. His pumpkin head's so tall. Mm-hmm. Because he gruesome. Oh! I like that. That was like a very specific horror-centric dad joke, but I'm not mad about it. <laughs> that, was, that was well played, sir. And they really wanted to make that tunnel dark as fuck, huh? Yeah. Uh-oh. Ooh, that's spooky. Imagine that. That's just a little weird. <laughs> I think he uh, went a little overboard with the red lights, man. It looks more like he has like a massive like bad suntan. I'd be fucking hightailing it out of there if one of them turned and talked to me when I thought it was dead like that. <laughs> what that thing? Did anybody know what he, that said to him? I forget. He went from being dead 
to saying something to him, and then I don't even know what happened after that. It kind of looked like you said, like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, what up, bro? Hey, man. He I'm kind of dead here. You catch kind of like a psychosis. I'm a little dead tired. Time. You want to know the score of the Sox game? You said send more paramedics. Paramedics. You got it, baby. Uh-oh. Now he's really scared. Scared. Shoot him, shoot him, bang, bang. Flesh hanger right dang. Uh oh. He's starting to panic. It's panic. Don't panic. That's the worst thing you can do if anybody out there listening. Never panic. Stay calm. You know, it's yeah, remember your towel is. Once you panic, yeah. it's don't randomly shoot into the darkness. You might hit something. Or you somebody. can be like Ash Williams and say, shoot first, think later. <laughs> I, I oh, in his case, think never. <laughs> Shout out Ash Williams. Ah, uh, he found his, his little vampire chick. I was go. I was gonna walk away, and then I heard you just unload all those loads from your gun, and I got excited, and I came for you. What gun we talking about? We know what gun we're talking about. You're foul. You're fucked up creature. Promise we're gonna go to the the blood bank for you. Very vampiric. Hey, how about we just you know make love in this dark, scary tunnel? Make love the Bruce Campbell way. Ash. Yeah, chin first. This is very falling down, eight and a half right now. This this shot. Um, very much. The remembrance. Woo-hoo. This is the first time I felt good about leaving a tunnel. You guys familiar with eight and a half? Fellini's eight yeah. and a half? So I watched Falling Down, of course, first, as all of us probably have. I remember watching Falling Down when it first came out to the rental store. And the whole opening scene with the cars, with him sitting in the car, yeah. is taken from the opening scene of Eight and a Half. And that blew my yeah. mind. I realized that, yeah. Years ago, I realized this, but when it happened, I was like, no kidding. I got out of the tunnel. I just kissed the ground. I'm so lucky. I think I'm going to have to marry this pavement. Attleboro, Massachusetts. Hey, we have come home to Massachusetts. Love that dirty water. Attleboro, Boston, you're my home. Attleboro never looked that good. No. And uh, shout out Carlos Fun from Attleboro, Massachusetts. Hey, hey, hey. Ray Watson? Mr. Mr. Ray Walston, okay, he is the best a portrayal of the devil ever no, in the nice. musical Damn Yankees. Oh, really? I like it was Mr. Han. Uh, Mr. Haney was great, but I know Damn Yankees. Man. All right, I believe you. But when I see him, I think of Mr. Han. I see him as Mr. Applegate from Damn Yankees. Kinda, it's kind of like the dude, the the guy who played the principal. Uh, and gr- yeah, he has that grumpy principal, you know, like, uh, all about Mr. Hans. Back to the Future. Back to the Future is the principal. He was all, also the, the teacher and problem child. Yeah. That, that, like that actor. 
I can see. I know here's the. I forget his fucking yeah, I forget. name. He's all. He's in. He's in Back to the Future, three maybe. I think. And he's in uh, maybe part two as well. And he, but he's in. He's the teacher from Prom Child three. The one he blows up, puts the M eighty in the toilet when he takes. Yeah, the uh, that that was the second one. But he was in part three, I think, as well. No, part three, Back to the Future. And then oh, part, I think part, part three, part two, Prom Child. Prom Child, part three, Junior in Love. That's, uh, you know, the only person to do all those was Rob, uh, fucking Gilbert. Godfrey did like the cartoon and like I did all, did all the movies. Popper's Vale, Pennsylvania, the home of Mikey Bone Roll. Ooh, there's some sexy time. See, it is not a true Stephen King movie until there's sexy time. When you see it, Pennsylvania. Sweaty back. Sexy time in Pennsylvania. Sexes in Pennsylvania. A bloodhound gang. And that's Ron Jackson, that. Sweat. Pennsylvania. Sex is a Texas strap. You got a baby. He seems so unenthralled by this sexy time. <laughs> He's into it. He's yeah. into it, but she ain't. And we all know if she's not into it, it's she not happening. No she no. can't do it. Stop putting my leg up. I'm sorry. I do not want your trouser snake. Oh, is that some varsity blues? I'm a virgin. And full metal jacket. And full metal jacket mix. That was... You're mixing it up. I heard about you. So he does get to have sex with her once before she's gone. Eh, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, he's doing it with his pants on. I mean, can you really call it sex with it, your pants on? I don't know. They they didn't already have sex. Well, it's, it's if they like, had already had sex, I would assume the pants would be off. Unless yeah, you know he had sex, put his pants on, and then they started up again. I or they never I, took the pants off and they made it work. I assume the sex. Yeah, is yeah but but I mean, I mean, is that I mean, like Mormon sex? Sacrifice. Where they yeah, like well, keep the underwear on, but they just put the dick through or something like that. Like, well, I mean, they could, but I mean, I mean, James, I, I don't know about you, but uh, with the zipper trying to do that, that'll be a little chafing problem. I'm good. I mean, I'm not trying to attempt it. Hey, 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 hey! I'm just saying. I mean, I, it it gets a little raw down there if you try to do that. Fuck, you're bringing back a memory that I thought I completely repressed. (laughs) I remember I was with an old girlfriend, and the last thing, if someone's grinding on you, is to wear denim because it hurts so fucking much. If you're not wearing underwear, you're going commando in denim, and she's fucking rubbing up against you. That is, I mean, yeah, it does feel good, but it fucking hurts. No, it doesn't. It that doesn't hurt. After you come, it, it hurts. That sounds horrible. See? The more you know with the dead kids. Come, come, come pants off, boy. What are you doing? Stephen King. The shit you learn when you listen to us. Oh, man. I got to say, honestly, this is the most important thing you're going to learn on the dead kids today. Okay? <laughs> so what do we learn? To wear, all wear we underwear if you're going to grind on someone if you're wearing denim. Or just yank up don't your go pants and go all natural. Crushed denim? Was it crushed denim? No, it was just... It, it was doesn't just, matter. You're already in a bad place. 
Yeah, I mean, it was just oh. denim jeans. No underwear. Sucks for a that's guy. Fine. That's, yeah, that's a dangerous act. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Just because I was I was a teenager and there was a girlfriend in high school. Oh, all and right. I was dumb and not really thinking. I thought it was a girlfriend. Uh, that it I looks met. like she's going to go down on the deep dark flag. The guy's already gone. I yeah. like that flag pole you got day. in your pants. Jesse, are you full masked for me? Is that guy handsome? You think that's a handsome guy playing Darkman? <laughs> I would not fuck him, no. He's crazy there. He should be. I don't blame you. He should be. I don't be. blame you. Is it the Mel Gibson mullet? It kind of is, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I, 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 I was going to say I feel like that like automatically Fabio makes mount, it impossible but... for a woman to get wet. I, it's I like the that. old, like, you know, the the love books with, like, Fabio in the back? And then yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's killed it. It killed it for me. I don't know. Yeah. I think that, that, well, that's what they were going I feel you. I get it. For the girls. I, I can't part. believe that it's not <clears throat> butter. Yeah. Will you look at the hairstyles in 1700s France? Oh, oh, oh my and dude. See, left him. I gotta go fuck a flag and no. Fucking wigs. Wigs and flag fucking? I was just about to ask, you're fucking flags now? Wigs oh. and flags. We fuck whatever. He loves his country. <laughs> he loves his country so much. He fucks the flag. I love my country so much. I gotta get myself a flag to fuck. I get a heart when I see the red, white, and blue. Yeah. It's sweet. Oh, he feels oh, like now he he's all curled up and sad because she bailed. She oh. bailed. She didn't even I let me finish inside. Guys do have a heart. Sensitive style. Ooh, I love the mannequin style. Oh, okay. This kind of reminds me as I am legend with Will Smith with the mannequin. Oh yeah, it's got it's got that feel. Very post-apocalyptic. Just 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 a man and his bicycle. This is Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. A man in his bicycle. Or you a boy. That, uh, fantastic. Ooh. Hey! Excuse me, are you Mr. SpongeBob? No, I'm the I'm looking for SpongeBob. Goldberg. I'm mad. Where are you going, Bullcut? Because I can't see my forehead. There it is. I'm sorry I knocked you over, mister. I'm not very smart. Look at my hair. <laughs> hey, look at this. Look at this. fucking Job again. Yes, yes. Simple I, I, I think it's a law that, you know, if you wear overalls like that, you have to play a dumb person. What's the actual line he has? He says, my name's something. You spell that D-U-M-M-Y or something like that. The reoccurring thing he does, I believe. My name's George. You spell that D-U-M-M-Y. Or is he the guy that goes, if it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck. I'm lying. Well, my name is George, spell D-U-M-M-Y. I think that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because they give them hard townspeople, give them hard times. Well, there's no townspeople left. When the, well, back when there was townspeople, it's just it's just it's just simple Job and his mannequins. Yeah, 
simple joke. In every song, I mowed the cemetery. The, the mannequins are great. He, he, mannequins he, are great. They don't complain when I show them my love. Oh, man. Alex. Uh, Want to see a good CG game? Come on over to my place. <laughs> you would have the pick of the litter if you if you were the last person in town. If you guys were the last people in town, what would you do? What would you? What would you? What, what would you? What would priorities be? What would you try and seek out first? Would you try? And okay, get- are, are you saying completely last person in 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 you town, know, like the world, or just in town? We'll say town, and you don't know if people are coming, but you woke up and everybody was gone. Do you think of stuff like, do I go find all the money? Do I go get all the things that would be more luxurious for my home? Defensive perimeter. On food. (laughs) Huh? Perimeter? Yeah, that's a good call. Defensive perimeter. I I would go out and get all the mannequins and put them around my lawn, and they'll be my new friends, and they'd listen to me. And tell me that they like me. That's the orgy. All those mannequins. No. Orgy. There's a simple a line of logic. mannequin orgy. I like it. No. There's a simple line of logic here. You wake up, your entire town's empty. No one's there. They went somewhere. Or they're dead. If yeah. someone's coming, they're not going to be friendly. You got to build a fucking moat. Get yeah. some tarts. Right? Some catapults and shit. Get ready to fucking take some people on. Because something bad's going to happen in Mad Max style. Prepare like you're going to go medieval on someone's ass. Precisely. Fires and blowtorch included. Ooh, look, look. He's so happy he's jumping around. <laughs> he's like, hey, are you my coach? Are you Craig T. Nelson? I just raided the Home Depot. You know, coach is great. He's in it, you know, was it Dick Van Dyke? No, Jerry. Uh, Jerry Van Dyke. I heard there's some all types of dark stuff tied up with that dude. I won't even speculate. But like crazy shit with his kid. I will speculate. Supposedly, like pimping out his kid and shit and fucking her and all types of wild dark shit. So uh, I'll speculate that that happened after saying it. But I thought that blew my mind. I said I fucking love Jerry Van Dyke. That dude was like the best part of that show. He was always making me laugh. Very sad. Very sad. Very sad. He's a sicko. Always now the real question is. Did uh, his brother know? Dick? Where do you think he got the name Dick? Because <laughs> he was always pulling his dick out. Speculation. Speculation. No, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Dick Van Dyke was involved in such things. But there are other people that were. There's all types of crazy stories like that in Hollywood, man. Well, Hollywood's pretty fucked up anyway. Oh, yeah, all around. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we as a species are, like, always fucked up. We're always finding new ways to make things uh, hell on Earth. That's why I always laugh when people say, oh, there's heaven to hell. I'm like, dude, we are creating that on Earth right now. D-U-M-M-Y. Mm-hmm. It's like the good old days going to the video store and then basically you just get, I am the way. And you know, you have a nice, fun, apocalyptic, you know, way of enjoying it rather than fucking living in it. Ooh, got your Hellraiser three? Yeah, yeah. I remember the first time I seen that. That blew my mind apart. That moment. That's one of the most 
That's like probably one of the most stand, uh, except for some scenes in part one, that's probably the most standout moment. I always forget that the priest was Clayton Hill from fucking Dawn of the Dead, the uh, Escalator Tommy. Yeah. Hell of a nice guy. Hey, look, he just gave that mannequin the baby. Clayton Hill? Is that the dude that was on Sons of Anarchy later in life? I don't think so. Okay. Now, he passed away uh, maybe about 10 years ago. Uh, Gotta ask yourself. Yeah. Did he give the mannequin a baby, or did he give the mannequin a baby? Oh. He gave the mannequin the baby. Eh, eh. I mean, come on, what else is he going to do? He definitely did that. Yeah. That's why the baby looks like him. <laughs> I'm building a few things in the shop right now, so I actually have some mannequins down there. And it's just kind of Weird how there's like a hairy baby that's starting to take shape, and there's basically a burnt mother. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Hairy babies and burnt mothers are in this year, so. Yeah. Well, I'm making a an alien for um, so something for next year. Ooh, alien babies! Gotta love it. You'd think this dude would get it. Well, he probably can't drive a car. Yeah, so he has, he's like Charlie from um, Critters, you know, he rides on his bike everywhere. Well, everyone's riding on the bike in this pretty much. I I have a question, I don't remember, it's like there's a gas, that there's no gas at all, that no one can jump in the car and and use the gas? They just ignore that. Oh, okay. They mostly just ignore the, the logistics of an apocalypse. We're going to ignore everything we learned about the hills have eyes. Yeah. There could be germs in the car, Alex. I was just about to say, like, there has to be a reason. Uh, Also, like, the whole struggle of trying to gas up all the time. Well, I guess it depends on if you're staying in town or not. They're uh, protesting the gas prices. Ooh, Gary (laughs) Sinise is going shitless. He's showing us his man packs. Ow! Ow! You look good with legs. <laughs> I feel like I would trust this lady with my life. I don't. I don't think I would. This lady scares me a little bit. She looks like the dead zombie politician from Tales from the Hood, and I can't trust that. I can't trust it. Run, Gary, run! I keep run, Gary, run! She's gonna form into like a more uh, more fly looking like creature or something. I'm now in the hallway. Like the, blue light, the blue light's making him sweat, dude. He's getting all worked up. Blue moon. Sing it, Alex. Sing it. Blue eyes are sensitive to the light. Boom. Boom. I'm dying, man. I'm dying. He's I have no eyes. I have no eyes for you. Rough out here, man. Yeah. Oh, oh there it is. Now, the guy playing uh, Randall there, has he done anything else of notable, notable uh, mention? Or was this kind of it for him? Anybody remember? 
No, he was in a couple of other things. I'm just trying to think of what they were. Yeah, he's definitely been in other stuff. Hold on, I'll look it up. This is it, though, for size-wise, though, I think, right? This is the biggest thing he's done. I think so. I think it's the biggest part he's had. Probably, yeah, with how massive it was when it got released, it was probably his biggest release, yeah. I thought they killed this character off an hour ago. Oh, no, Mr. Hand. He's still chilling. I forgot. He, he just came in. Mr. Hand, he's my man. He passed away 10, 10 or so years ago. He reminds me of uh, Burgess Meredith a little bit. Oh, they're from the same era. Uh, yeah, same era. Oh, yeah, by far, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, actually, the guy who played Randall Flagg, he's done a lot of stuff, even oh, yeah. recently. He was in, like, uh, uh, the Arrow TV series as Robert Queen, the, uh, father to the, uh, main character. He's not, he's not the dude, the bad, like, the bad guy from Ninja Turtles 3, is he? When they go back to Japan? That's a good question. I'd have to go farther down to check that. I know that dude's done a few things, too. Every now and then he'll pop up. Unfortunately, I think that dude drank himself to death, but I could be wrong. Speculation. Speculation. Look at that fine astroturf. That's some beautiful green. Here's the fun little thing. Unrealistic grass. No grass is ever that healthy. Yeah. The Stephen King theory, hence Randall Flagg was secretly in the mist. I he was. That is a thing. Yeah, any, any, anything with negative energy, I assume, would be him, right? Basically, anything where something bad happens, yeah. people jump to the conclusion that Randall Flagg's involved because it's just probably not wrong. Oh, okay. I just have to make really a comment about that guy's outfit. I mean, I, I, dude, I, I give him so much credit wearing that out in public, especially if you're not in like a motorcycle bar. <laughs> certain type of motorcycle bar. Yeah. Make yeah. sure between like a Japanese kimono and like biker attire. Yeah. Uh, oh, and assless chaps, dude. You see that? Yeah, this guy. He's hardcore. Now. <laughs> he's he's he, even got he, the fucking uh, skinhead glasses. Yeah. He thinks that he wearing it makes him tougher is what he thinks. I think. Yeah. He's, I he's like, hey, you see this hot chick? She's the only hot chick I know that's still alive in the world. He dies. He dies pretty quick in real life. So I'm looking cool. I wish the turtle from It showed up in here somewhere. <laughs> that outfit is the kid. The kid in the wheelchair in Nightmare on Elm Street Three. I am the Wizard Master. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the same thing that kid would wear. He'd wear that same shit. That's what that is. They shop at the same store. You want to hang out with the other guys? You want the old guy or the, you know, the actually good-looking guy? This was, what, 94, we said? Yeah. Yeah. This was, I guess, what, Parker Lewis was, what, 92, 93? I assume Parker Lewis is probably the biggest thing he did, so I assume this was right after that. It's, yeah. like, right around, it's, like, right in the that pocket. Yeah. I think it's I think it's in between seasons or something like that. I don't think Parker Lewis was quite done yet. Actually, but he was a name at the time, you know. 
that actually makes sense because I believe this was a USA and Parker Lewis was USA. So they yeah. probably they probably just brought him over because he was a big deal at the time. Yeah, they skipped the line a little. Yeah. I think we just figured something out. I'm almost waiting for like Randall Flagg's half-brother, Ryan Flagg, from the blog just shows up, and Johnny Drama just comes in. The dude who directed the blob was a good director, too. I think Chuck something? Chuck Russell, yeah. He did <laughs> three with the Wizard Master we just talked about. Yeah. Blob remake. Him and Frank Darabont had a great... Uh, Part four, right? Script? Uh, yeah, uh, had a great connection doing some writing stuff and uh, well, Chuck Russell he was uh Chuck Russell he 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 directed the mask yeah Jim Carrey yeah he had a good little he had a, he had a good little career he's got a handful of like good films which is an accomplishment don't take that as a insult where'd Hawk go uh he I don't know Maybe he hit the bathroom. There's another Terminator shot right there. Terminator! Come with me if you want to live. Terminator. Oh, it was too much for him. He's like his chops. Sarah Kama? Coming for you. Yep. So you're supposed to be a tough guy. You're throwing up. The toughest there. guys do. Speaking of tough guys, there's Alex. Fade in when Alex comes back. Good to see Alex. I'm sorry, but Randall Flagg was upset by something I said, and he just kicked me out. I finally got back. He's like, huh. "Be gone! Be gone, Satan! Oh. You plebeian filth!" Actually, Randall Black doesn't talk like that, but, you know, my Randall Black does. That's what's important. Yeah. Pretty certain that bench says blue bucks. Flyback, I think. I think it said flyback. I could be wrong, too. What's the thing above him? The wizard? The wizard? Ooh. Is he a wizard? Vincent mm-hmm. Drug. Vincent Drug. I mean, you can't beat beat a drugstore that Lily is just like you know a name and then drugs. It's like hey, there's nothing more shady about that. You were drug. There's all. There's a few drug. Devol- we had Devolish drug down this way. Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin no. Man. <laughs> the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. Yeah. That's right. Ooh, who's that? Muffin Man? What's up? Did that mannequin just move? Maybe. I believe that mannequin just became jailbait. Mmm. Man, I wish we were watching Taurus Trap right now. Hey, baby. What you doing? He's enjoying. Aw, Shawnee Smith. Hmm. There she is. Oh, God, I love her. 
How many Saw movies was she in? Just the first one, or was she in multiple? I never got. She was in the first, second, and third, I think. I never got. Those are the three I watched, too, so I should have known that. Well. He's so pretty. He is very pretty, yeah. He's a pretty guy. Pretty guy. Very pretty. Wait, that is Shawnee Smith? Yeah, Shawnee Shawnee Smith. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta say, she is so damn cute. She is. She is. She's a, she's a very pretty girl. She always has been, and she's straight fucking insane in this movie. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, come on! Is there nothing better, uh, sexier than an insane woman? An insane woman. Remember, I met her briefly at a rock and shop one of the early years, yeah. and that was the night Billy became a man. Every, every night, Billy becomes a man. I th- no, the year before that was when uh, the guys from uh, Synapse dragged me to my first uh, Guar show. Mm. Don and Jerry, good people. You okay, lady? <laughs> poke, poke, poke. Poke, poke. I, I, are you trying to take a nap on me? <laughs> Pokey, little Ooh, I think she's grabbing something. I don't know if it's uh, his gun or his gun, if you know what I mean. And I think Rev Lowe's enjoying it. Wants to give him the business. You like trouser snakes? Ooh. I think he's already came and gone a few times already. He's never experienced this before, so he doesn't quite know what's happening to his pants. He's like, I'm experiencing a brand new sensation, and quite frankly, I'm loving this. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> In just a few short years, she will be diving into a pit full of needles. Dude, that scene was fucked up. Yeah, I hate that scene so much. Like, in reality, I guess they put, like, real needles in there, and she has, like, a needle phobia. Yeah, no, she she had a needle phobia diving into it. It was bad. Yeah. Actually, from what I heard, that it was all fake needles, but they had, like, a box of real needles nearby for some reason, and someone knocked it Mm -hmm. in right before she went into the scene. I mean, That's heck, it. I gotta say, if I were her, I'd be like, okay, I don't give a crap. You guys are going in there. I'm pulling out all the real goddamn needles. Mm-hmm. I am not jumping in yeah. and getting, you know, possibly stabbed in HIV positive, you know, injection over here. Hell no. HIV positive injection. That sounds like a fabricated story a little bit. Like a hero story, you know what I mean? Uh, Pretty sure it's true. So needles. Hey man, I just found a hot babe in there. I got you pills. You scurred. Oh, it says flu buddies. Yeah. Look at that dress. Hey buddies, uh, you ever tried a threesome? A devil's triangle? Uh-huh. I don't even know how to count. I know. Threesome, you spell that D U M M. He just wants ketchup and crayons, man. <laughs> Let's go, you know? D U M M Y. 
Uh oh. I'm sorry, man. I can't take that. I'm lactose intolerant. Excuse me. Yeah, he's a scary figure. Because once you change it, once if he if he wants to get angry, that's a problem. He's mad at her, and he just wants to drink the juice, and now she's fucking. I don't know. I don't even remember her name. I'm just gonna say Bongo the Bonkers chick. Like, Ooh, my me. favorite. Ooh, he slapped her. Uh oh. Gave her the business. Now, oh. see, there it is. Now she's gonna try Ooh. and fucking football tackle him, but it didn't work. Cause he's a, sh- cause he's a strong man, or something. He's now pulling he's out his guy. gun. He's upset. He's upset. He's hugging his fucking crayons. <laughs> You could kill them both if you wanted to. Hey, SpongeBob, don't. Good. We both don't, know it. Don't, don't, don't uh, kill the squirrel lady. I have a friend who's a squirrel. I want to. I like. He lives under the sea. I'm writing her a note to fuck off. Well, she's she's playing for team for for team evil anyway, so it's fine. I'll go where the cool guys are. You know, the guy with the glowing eyes and, and you know, other shit. Well, I'm going to go find my own hell with hookers and blow. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to throw my shoes at you. Fuck you, man. I'm sorry you had to see that. I'm, I'm sorry that I had to show you my masculine tendencies. Boom, kills him. They don't feel sad. Look at my haircut. It is a great He's haircut. Not sad. Hey, Job's not sad. He just misses butter. Yeah. <laughs> I miss my, my, my friend the monkey. Cybo <laughs> Chimp. We need Cybo Chimp. Robo-chimp. 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 Cyborg Robo. How dare you miss... How dare you misname the legend that is Robo-chimp. That is Robo-chimp. Okay, now guys, come on. Stop jorting around, okay? (laughs) I'll jort however much I want to, okay? We're jorting. Jordan. The more jorting, the better. The more jorting, the better. I'll jort my bedroom. I'll jort my bathroom. I'll goddamn jort wherever the hell I want. You know what? I'm going to jort right in your grandmother's mouth. Whoa! She didn't, well, she's dead, but she would enjoy that probably. Hey, it's better that way. Hey, who? Dead gummers. <laughs> dead gummers. Darkness. Oh, see, now she's sniping. See, that's what happened. Hey. See, you don't take off a crazy lady because she's going to pump some lead in your ass. Well, she can't aim for fuck all, so she was fine. She's not even, like, using the scope. She's, like, looking out the window while shooting from the hip. She'd be a perfect stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. Nice. Cycling, cycling. Bicycle. Yeah. Bicycle. bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want I to ride my bicycle. bicycle. Here we go. Hey, dude, I I, I kind of took this from a guy named Pee Wee Herman. He won't mind. He he oh. won't be chasing us, would he? My bike, my bike. Francesca took my bike. 
It'd be great if you could just saw Pee Wee in the background of every scene, just like slow running. (laughs) Did I send you guys that Jurassic Park Pee Wee thing? Yes. Oh, I did. Okay. Yes, that was classic. It's fantastic. Made my day. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, there's a sniper scope. I see, see you glint in the in in, in the in front of us. See, see, hours of Call of Duty would have trained them to know when that was going to be a thing. Yeah. Oh, I want to go back with the crazy lady. I know she can't hit anyone with a gun. I don't know about these guys. Some crazy jerk offs coming through. You got a big red machine coming through here, boss. Just ride through it, tell him. Just ride through it. Okay. Boom. It's funny. I think this is the first time we've actually seen someone driving up in the car in this movie. Yeah. And it's the same color as Christine. Oh, eat this. Gotta. Red and yellow, red and yellow. Mmm. Nice. Just want to see Pat Hingle get out of there. God damn it. Hey, can we jump in the truck, man? Sucky, sucky, five (laughs) dollars. So does it get into how many people actually died when this happened? Like in the book? Like how much of the world's dead and how many people are left behind? Um, it's literally 99.9999%. There's like 10 people on the good team and like 180 on the bad team. Like, huh. it's, I, I th- it's total and complete decimation. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a little bit unfair. You know, I think it's a little skewed on the, Side of the bad guys. Just saying. They're the bad guys, Alex. The good guys are so powerful. They have to be outnumbered, you know? Shake the hand forever, yes. I was paying attention to him earlier when he stopped on the bike. I think he broke a little character. I think his character wouldn't, wouldn't be able to stop so abruptly. Issue with it. Well, maybe he was a bicyclist before this all happened. You never know. What, D-U-M-M-Y? I think D-U-M-M-Y was D-U-M-M-Y before all this happened, too. Yeah. You know, maybe it was a BMX bandit with Nicole Kidman. You never know. D-U-M-M-Y is the little brother of um, In the Mouth of Madness, the dude who's in Ghostbusters, too. Like he's the brother of that guy. Oh, Vigo, Vigo, the Carpathian. Vigo, the Carpathian's in in the Mouth of Madness. Yeah. Then he shoots himself. My favorite was the cameo from the Scolari brothers. (laughs) Classic. Mm -hmm. This is a musical too, Jess. Did you know that the song's good? Is there's a film? I love to be alone with my. Banjo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so alone. I'm looking for anybody like a hot woman walking up behind me. He's so bad that 
she's scared. She's like horrified by how she's terrible. terrified because she thinks that that the uh, song's going to kill her because it's so awful. Yeah, I got my song. Can you like help us like find a way to the promised land? He's going to kill that kid and make that woman his wife and start a whole new family fresh over. Yeah, well, you know, easy come, easy go. Kill one kid, she can have a few others, you know. That's what it would be, man. Like, in, in a situation like this, stuff like that would be happening. Yeah, we would go like, back to oh, barbaric times. I don't want your, I don't want your kid. Bye. You know what I mean? Or I don't want that person in your life. Bye. <laughs> Kill them off. We're gonna eat them, and then I'm gonna take you from my my home. Well, I mean, if times got like this, it would go back to the you know cavemen type shit. Barbaric times. Barbaric measures. Gonna get my club, smash it over your head, and drag you back to my cave. Yeah, yeah, you know, like any good, you know, club down in Boston. You know, you go to the dance floor, you do the jig, slug your girl in the jaw, you grab her by hand, and drag her. You do like the Burgess jig. Meredith, you know. uh, Alex Hawks, the old man. Later, Alex, I'm not believing. Be careful. Going down with the gloves and mouth, and I remember we went back and did some. We shot some in some clubs in Rhode Island back in the day. Clubs uh, in Rhode Island? Yeah, I forget the I'm name. Sorry. Yeah, it, well, my we condolences. Realize, they were they were empty at least. We brought people into them, mm-hmm. but yeah, they were big ones. I was never a clubby guy. I remember the clubs in Los Angeles when I was living out there in the early 2000s. I'm sure they were great. Yeah. Pretty you go to golf clubs. That's pretty yeah. legit. You got in one of those legit cities. Golf clubs, yeah. I mean, you know, there was very few and far between, you know, really up here in, you know, downtown Boston area. I mean, there was, I think it was oh. Chi-Chi and the Bears, the old ex Yeah, no, Chi-Chi and the Bears is uh, Man Ray. Yeah, me, yeah, man. They do ex mortis now over at the living, uh, the Middle East. I, I thought, yeah, in the basement, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there used to be Club Hell in Providence, but yeah. that's about that's about it, really. I used to go to Club Hell. That might have been. Was that no, where? there's also therapy that's in Providence too. It's like down the street. That's yeah, I've heard of that place actually. That's a PG. Yeah, it's open until like, a, like four a.m. or some shit. This I was taking that. Sounds like, like fun. I get. Uh, I, I think we should all do like uh, dead kids of Dan and just go down and just go club hopping. Oh my god! Can we please? I will dance my ass off. I will drink and dance my I'm ass down. off, and I will allow people to record me. I will do I, none I, of I these things, but I'll back. watch. I I will I will drink every time you you guys dance your asses off. Fantastic. You're not going to dance, too? Hello. Oh, my no, ass. no, no. You don't want to see me dance. Yeah, I do. My ass is always likes to be on the dance floor. Oh, we'll make But, but off in the corner all by myself. you to have fun. Not anymore, Billy. I need to be by my shots. We will awkwardly dance in the corner. Austin <laughs> Davis. Oh, she's got some good heroin now. Look at her. She's happy. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's, she's all smiles. She's like... 
<laughs> She's like, oh, they're all here. They got the good shit. <laughs> yeah. No rain over there. No more chasing the dragon dragon from a trash bin for me. She's the singer of Blind Mountain. <laughs> the opium was extra good this morning. I think she was the singer. Best in China. Yeah. Man. We are hanging on a tire swing. Tire swing. Tire swing. And cleaning up the plates. One thing I let her rest for crying out loud. Jesus. Come on. She's like, you know, an old woman. Everyone else should be doing the cooking. Uh, Speculation. If she stops, she dies. So she's always moving. That's what Uh, I'm saying. She's not enough. She needed to ease it down. She's the babysitting Jesus. That's how old she Jesus, is. Jesus wants us to live. Hence why hey. we lived and everybody else died. Who graced back years ago? When the devil himself is, is, is bringing back his horde of armies to try to destroy Jesus' good work. Alex, that lady, but like Three feet tall, is living under your bed tonight, waiting for you to fall asleep, with your foot hanging off the bed. He's going to give you a gummer. Now he's drinking, and he's he he just had that image in his head. He's fucking boozing hard, dude. He's chugging a bottle of fucking bourbon, doing it big. And then when you sleep, she's gonna crawl up on your chest and fucking make out with you. Not even kill you, just make out with you. No, no, give my yeah. Do you like it? Do you like to make? Do you make out back, or do you let her just make out and pretend you're sleeping? I know. Yeah, well, easy come, easy go. Just keep your eyes closed. Come Don't open your eyes, Alex. Don't open your eyes. I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll just pretend that I'm in the middle of a return to Salem slot. Don't miss. Don't mind her mustache. Just keep your eyes. Why closed. would we do that to ourselves, Alex? There's no reason. There's no reason. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair. Life ain't fair. Anybody who's telling you different is trying to sell you something. That's true. That is true. Preach. I just sent him a note saying that uh, be careful. I think she drugged the tea. Bam. <laughs> Why would she drug the tea? Why wouldn't she drug the tea? These are nice two That's men that fun. she can straddle. Like to have Ooh. fun drug or like kill him drug. We, we're, we're, oh, we're, no, no, it's, we it's, it's them on the floor. She's a kinky yeah. motherfucker. She like she <laughs> she has sex with you and then she kills you and then she has sex with you again. It's great. She does, she does look like that kinky. That's kind of kinky. chain collection. She puts on that Parker Lewis can't lose leather outfit. <laughs> Woohoo! That was the kids who was the real with ball. the assless jacks. She Giant ball gags are good for you in my. You never know when someone needs to shut the fuck up. You should hunt down yeah. that, that outfit. All the time I want to hear you talk is when you're squealing like a pig. That reminds me of a funny story. My brother had to go to the hospital because he had the ball gag in his mouth. Yeah. And it dislodged his jaw. That was funny. Damn, that is what I call getting into character. No, that's like way too tight. That sucks that happened. Kind of embarrassing how that Oh, happened. it was funny. We made a family experience. Like my <laughs> oh, mom was there, I was there. It was, it was great. 
Yeah. Ooh, Rob Lowe without his shirt? Man, even I'm starting to question my... I know. No, she's just like, no, no, no. She's getting hot, hot and bothered. Like, oh, that washboard abs, man. You're like, you know, Let me just butter them with some maple syrup. I didn't want to be the first to bring up maple syrup with her, but now that Alex has, I've been thinking about maple syrup. But, yeah. That's her superpower, shooting maple syrup. By the Edward, way. they call me Aunt Jemima. Got an Uncle Ben thing going, too. But you want to put maple syrup on the rice? Maybe. Maybe. Maple syrup on rice, huh? Yeah. But if we're talking about if she has the heroin problem, I remember here. Oh, yeah. No, she died. Junkies she looks it. She's she's, she's certainly she's certainly on some sort of struggle bus. That you, that that we can we can attest. Then you toast with jam and then sugar on it to catch the buzz, keep them buzzing. That's how they do it. That's rough business, man. Lady Marmalade. She should just bite his neck and kill him. End the movie up. Yeah. Well, I mean, heck, if she bites him and kill him, I mean, no one will hear him scream. Well, I'm sure he makes some kind of, like, noise. Right? Yeah. Like, he's not mute-mute. Like, well, not, I mean, not, isn't he, he supposed to be mute-mute? It makes, yeah, the, you know, humming sounds and stuff like that. Yeah. Grunt. Just Even if you're non-verbal, you can still make sound. Ah. Yeah. That sounded like a dying penguin. I don't think that was it. But. Sorry, you stepped on a can. Again in the back of the truck? We're taking you away from this place. Yeah, we're fucking off. Yeah, it's like uh, the Beverly Hillbillies. They got the truck and they, they got the chair in the truck. Yeah, I love that. The chair in the truck is awesome. Yeah, it's like uh, they're all on their way to the. Granny, we're going for a ride. The only thing missing is having her hold a shotgun. Mama Clampett. Even though say goodbye to your home, you're never going to see it again. That TV show was classic, but I still love that fucking movie. Wow, Jim Varney. Yeah, that Rob Schneider. Cloris Leachman. Yeah. Ah, yes. Lily Tomlin. Golden Goose. The Golden <laughs> Goose. Ooh, ooh, Gentlemen's ooh. Club. Right, I love touch your toes. I show you where the wild goose goes. Gentlemen's Club. Ooh, I like that. Very sexual time. Gentlemen's Club. My home away from home. Very sexual. Uh, that was also, ooh. honey, I blew up the kid. I think that that uh, when they went to Vegas with the the kid, yeah, directed yeah. by Charlie Band's father, Albert Band. Oh, really? At the very yeah. end, they do. Uh, yeah, that that whole franchise <laughs> awkwardly is like a bunch of full moon people, right? That like made a big Hollywood movie. Yeah, there were a lot of people. I mean, I think the thing was when Stuart Gordon uh-huh. wrote um, Teeny Weenies yeah. that eventually turned into Honey I Shrunk <laughs> Kids. 
Uh, and when Disney bought it, that kind of opened doors, I think, for a lot of those Empire Full Moon folk to work on some mainstream stuff, even though it was Disney. It was, yeah, I mean, um, Stuart Gordon and Brian Usna have, I think, producer credits on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. The director, I mean, I think it was inevitable, considering how Albert groomed, you know, like Stuart Gordon on Reanimator. Probably being like, hey, you know, let's uh, let's get you a paycheck for all the cool shit that you've done for us and help build our careers. Direct Honey, I Blow Up the Kid. Bill Mosley even has a small little cameo in there. As an FBI agent. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't watched that in a while. I gotta go. I always enjoyed that franchise. Do you remember the TV show with Peter Scolari? I did watch that, yeah. I enjoyed it. He died, right? Didn't he just recently die? Yeah. Yeah. Not too long ago. Within the past few years. Last time I saw him, he was the, I think, he was on Gotham. Right. Um, But I. I think he was doing some. He was doing some other stuff. I believe. I liked him, yeah, and I liked that show. I did like the uh, the TV version of Honey I Shrunk the Kids. But I really, my favorite role with him was probably in Ticks. Ah, that's yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, Ticks is just a fun, fucking great cast. It is a great, show. real fun movie. For a B movie, it's top notch. And the story was derived from a special makeup effects guy. I mean, it makes total sense being. Yeah. Such a gory, disgusting, you know, really fun movie. He's passed out, man. On the poker table. Yeah, say I love Mansoor. Very good. There you go. Here I leave you, my children, my children, to go off into the world and do good against great evil. This is what I vow to say to you. I like the sweater. I'm man enough to admit I like some purple. It's okay. This is like, the one thing about the stand that's kind of weird is like, this usually with King. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, with King. With King, he's usually very, uh, Objective in that kind of like religious section of it. And this one, it's almost a little preachier than his usual stuff. In that, in like the good versus evil, usually it's pretty obvious that the good is good and the evil is evil and you know, you're not supposed to, but he doesn't really get into like the religious thing. Whereas in this, it's like way more on the surface. You know? Well, I always kind of took it that, um, I mean, he's always had that in the background, but I always took, like, Stan as, I mean, probably why it took him 10 years as his kind of overall view on the religious aspect. Like, the, that's the whole point of the book or the story I always found was the fact that it was focused mainly on that question of good and evil and, and, what one has to do to defeat evil and all that. I mean, yeah. he's dealt with it in all of his other, you know, stories and all that, but I think The Stand is the only one that really made it, like, the forefront of the story itself. Wait, yeah. we just finished the first part? I think so. 
I think yeah, so. that's it. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah. Well, it's been three hours. Holy crap. Just about. The journey. The journey. The journey is, uh, is an ongoing thing. You know? Mm. Into the stand. Into the stand. Take the stand. Take the stand. Spit your spiel. See like Bon Jovi you. said, we're halfway there. We're halfway there. halfway there. You know what I mean? So that's cool, though, bringing the folks there. So, you know, going back on it, you know, getting getting with, with three large into it. That's my goodness. We cruise like a motherfucker. It's beautiful. Uh, does anybody have any change of heart now that they're on the stand? You're still vibing with what you thought before. I mean, nothing, nothing's changed my mind so far. It's still very much a crawl to start even. Yeah. Not even to just get to the finish line. It's a crawl to even get this thing going. Yeah. As far as the story goes. Um, that's not a detriment to any of the actors, the writing, the Mick Garris's direction. All of that is from adequate to even good in a lot of state. Um, from adequate to good to great in yeah. some cases, like Randall Flagg and Trash Can Man in particular are being very fantastic. And then some of the smaller, crazier parts like Shawnee Smith and stuff like that really excelling. But the simple fact of the matter is just this kind of story, man, it's like, it's something you contemplate and absorb. It's not something you watch. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's It's really hard. To, to translate this to a major sized film excursion. And it doesn't translate well. For sure. Yeah, I mean, they even mentioned, I remember seeing something about the making of this where it's like they tried to condense and then they tried to condense even more. But still, it's cohesive. It's good. I mean, it's not a bad movie, but it's just, um, it's long. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but it's the miniseries. Yeah. So you just take each segment for what it's worth. And, you know, I mean, I, I just don't know any people that are just like celebrating this movie. But I mean, this book definitely has a very strong following. Oh, yeah. No, it's 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 revered as one of his classics. Hands down. There's no argument there. Let's see if they can find something real fucking quick. Yeah, people love it. So, you know, I, you know, I think we, we, we've said a good amount on this one. I think we can wrap it up. Um, so with that being said, Billy, what, Billy, you going to get something? I would love to run to the store. And oh, just yeah. Grab a few snacks. But... Sure. There it is. Fuck the fucking seven pounder. You can get the seven pounder in his hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. You can, that, that, what is that? Let me see the cover, Billy. Let me see the cover. That's an original. That's a, that's a first edition. It's the same one I have. Um, yeah, that's 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 the large print version. That's seven pounds of pure fuck you up book. And I just yeah. hurt my head. Yeah, that that's used as as a form of self defense in many of a home of Stephen King enthusiasts. That's right. Now, Billy, we want that red before we come back. When we come back, I want that all red up. Okay. Your question for you. Stephen King, we love you. Uh, we always love Stephen King. We yeah. love Stephen King, but some of us love him a little bit more than others, right, <laughs> Billy? Yeah. yeah. 
I would love I would love one of these days just to have Stephen King suddenly appear behind Billy's couch and just come over, give him a big wet kiss on the cheek. Yeah, me too. That'd no. be amazing. I'd love for that to happen too. That'd be nice. Oh, I feel, yes. I feel like yeah. our viewership oh. would skyrocket. Yes. No. Well, Steve, and then and then the best part is after he does it, he just lowers himself behind the couch, and we never see him again. Like the the man behind the couch is Steven. yeah yeah. Well, if Stevens listening, hit us up. We'll have you on the show. Love to have you on the show. Even always, I'll take back. you to a Sox game if you want. That's right. My family has box seats. I will buy you a pair of socks. I will buy you any pair of socks you want. All the socks. As far as my budget goes. Wow. Wow. Lifetime socks. You can't come better than that, Alex. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm poor. I'm a poor podcast guy. You can't offer him a mail. Nothing, huh? Just a pop. I can't afford a dog. You can buy him dinner. That's better than socks. But we'll let uh let we'll let Stephen be you know the judge of that. So we hope you all enjoyed this episode and catch us again next time when we get deeper in or finish off the stand. We cruise through this a little bit, so you never know. And uh we'll catch y'all on the next episode of the Dead Kids of Derry. It's me, Coin Mule. Woo. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, girls, 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 I'm